Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Beckham Z-Jam, down by the seaside, Beckham Z-Jam wins the Breeders' Crown. It's Rock and Ron, Mick Wicked on the inside, Mick Wicked to win the Jim York Memorial. Fear the Dragon fights on, down by the seaside on the outside, Fear the Dragon, down by the seaside, down by the seaside, and Brian Sears gets up to do it. Keystone Velocity getting closer, Mel Marr looking for the line, Keystone Velocity, Keystone Velocity Keystone Velocity and Dan Dubay to win the Potomac Pace. This guy's the Energizer Bunny as they head for the Royal Fire Guns. Here he comes, foiled again. He keeps going and going and going and going and going. You're tuned in to the official. Podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing, Post Time with Mike and Mike, with co-hosts Mike Carter. And it's bus 936, and bus 936 on the wings of an angel. And Mike Bozich. Outside Heaven Rocks, but the clock's running out. Filibuster Hanover wins the Commodore Ferry. Going and going. Broadcasting live from Yonkers, and thank goodness that the weather has cleared up. Mike Bozich, along with Jessica Otten, joining us here for the program. Mike Carter may be calling in. He is down in beautiful, sunny Florida. Jessica, and, uh, very, very jealous, considering right now that it's 50 degrees and the wind is blowing quite bad out there. But nonetheless, you've had a chance, Jessica, to go over there to peruse the crowd. You've had a chance to see these horses up close. As a matter of fact, as we speak right now, the horses are warming up for the 2018 $1 million Yonkers International Trot. Yeah, it's actually a pretty beautiful day out there, minus the wind. But at least the sun is on and it's not raining, so we have that going for us. Yeah, no question about it. But uh, nonetheless, we've seen some great racing so far here at Yonkers Raceway. For more info, uh, as far as full card analysis goes, make sure you visit us live on our website, Post Time with Mike at Mike.com. And we've had a couple of winners already. Photo Bomber Hanover just one was six to five, was a six to one on the morning line, but ended up going off seven to five. But nonetheless, got the job done for us. We uh, had I'm some graduate with the race before, but uh, nonetheless, uh, Jessica, let's take a look at some of these horses warming up. For the International Trot, they're out there right now. The International Trot is race number eight on the program, going at a mile and a quarter. And uh, let's see who's coming by first time. Now, now Jessica, first of all, uh, you've been around horses for quite a long time. Obviously, that's your job. You work with them. You, you know, you're a caretaker. You've done a lot with different horses. What are we supposed to look for 
in terms of how horses look on the racetrack here today? You know, when I look for horse warming up, I look to see how relaxed they are, honestly, actually. And I saw Ariana G out there um, earlier and back when I was walking, looking at them all, and she looks very relaxed, very comfortable. She looks great out there warming up today. Of course, Ariana G is the lone mare. She is looking to become the first mare since Peace Corps uh, won this race back in 1991. But you've got a field of 10. You've got two trailers here. Uh, Jessica, obviously, that is going to play a factor as well as the big difference between last year and this year in the International Trot, no passing lane. Yeah, um, that definitely uh, plays a big role in it. Like you said, there's two trailers in it. Ten horses on a half-mile track, to me, I feel like is a lot. But um, this track doesn't look small either. They look like they have plenty of room out there as well. So it'll be interesting to play out to see um, with no passing lane. All right, just saw number nine, Lionel, pass by one, Marion Marauder. But what a year he's had. A win here today can put him over the million-dollar mark in seasonal earnings. He's got over $3 million in the bank. He is the post, he's the uh, morning line favorite at three to one. But Ringo Star Trev, Jessica, winner of the Elite Lop. And this is, uh, these pools are going to be commingled here today. So we expect a lot of European action out of Ringo Star Trev, which may drive the price up on Marion Marauder a little bit. Yeah, I agree 100%. I was there when Marion Marauder came from uh, far back. I'm at Hoosier for the Caesars Trotting Classic and just raced phenomenal. There was seven across the racetrack. And, you know, he was very game, very strong. He's a very versatile horse. So I, see, I feel as if the rail is really to his advantage today. All right, we just saw number 10, Slide So Easy, pass by. Slide So Easy uh, is uh, one or is the only representative of Denmark that will be racing today. We talked about that second-tier start. He'll have to start from post position number 10. But uh, for those of you that aren't, uh, that aren't uh, aware of the horses that are in the uh, international trot, let's run them down real quick. Marion Marauder starts from post one, up and quick from post two. Ariana G from post three, the lone USA entrant and the lone mare in this race. Ringo Star, Trevor Lee, Bob Winner will start from post position four. Pastore Bob will start from post five. Crisado Delanoche, post six. Will take charge. One of two representatives of Canada will start from post seven. Arazi Boko, post number eight. Lionel, post number nine. And Slide So Easy will start from post position number 10. But uh, first things first, Jessica, we're going to uh, take a quick time out. We do have race number six coming up, and that's four minutes away. And we're going to dive into that because that's a, a pretty good race. It's an open affair. You've got a good field of eight, a lot of familiar horses, uh, including a great vintage a horse uh, that won a stakes race a few years ago. My neck of the woods, Harris, Philadelphia. It's going to be a tall task from post position number eight. But we'll talk about him and more in a moment. You've got live coverage of the International Trial right here on Post Time with Mike and Mike. Presented by America. Back in a moment. At BetAmerica, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the BetAmerica way. Horse Youth Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. 
the Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, Rehab, Rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. I'm with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Jessica Otten, Mike Carter's in beautiful, sunny Florida, calling the races at Gulfstream. And now we're joined by Alex Dedoyne. Of course, Alex is the executive director of the uh, Standard Bread Owners Association of New York. Alex, welcome to the program, my friend. Thank you, Mike. Well, it's uh, it's a little cold, but you know what? Yeah. Weather-wise, it's not that bad. We did have some moisture earlier in the day, but it looks like the track is uh, in very, very good condition, and we even see some blue skies ahead. Yeah, the rain uh, is finished. You know, it was a little rainy this morning, and like you said, it's a little cold, but, you know, it's mid-October in New York, so that's not that surprising either. It's not that bad out. <laughs> you know, you were on our show on Thursday, and we talked a little bit about some of the processes about putting this race together. Now, obviously, you, had, you have horses coming from all over the place. And uh, for those that didn't catch our show Thursday, what are some of the things that you guys had to kind of go through to prepare for this race and, uh, you know, make sure all the horsemen that are coming from overseas are happy? I mean, the biggest thing with this kind of race, you know, when horses come over from overseas, there's a quarantine process, a federal quarantine process. We don't have anything to do with the rules, uh, but there's rules that they all have to abide by. And uh, uh, part of that, uh, when they fly in and land at the airport, they got to stay in a federal quarantine facility for two days, you know, and be monitored by, uh, you know, officials there. And then when they're released, um, the stallions uh, have to come and stay in a, another quarantine facility here at the track, you know, at Yonkers. Uh, the geldings are free to go to farms and travel around. So uh, some think the geldings have a little bit of an advantage, but it hasn't proven to be the case in prior years. The stallions have done just fine. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then that's obviously it's different than a normal horse. <laughs> Normally the horses do their routine and do whatever they're going to do. But th- for these guys, it's all different. And, you know, and you talk even about stuff like uh, language barriers, you know, I mean, a lot of these guys don't speak perfect English. Some do, some don't. And even that could kind of uh, present a challenge. Sure. Um, you know, but I think, uh, um, you know, a lot of those European countries, you know, everyone speaks a little bit of English, so at least enough to get by, you know, um, it, it's, 
it's not like if we got thrown into Denmark, we'd be in a lot of trouble, <laughs> you know, but the other way around, they can manage. <laughs> Visiting with Alex Dedoyle. Alex, let's talk a little bit about the race. Now, Marion Marauder was instilled as the three-to-one favorite, draws post one, a really good effort in this particular race last year. A victory here puts him over the $1 million mark in seasonal earnings. Just a great, great trotter. Just had a chance to watch him warm up, look very good on the racetrack. He certainly figures to be tough to beat, but obviously, with you know, we've got the best trotters in the world here. Anything can happen. Yeah, I, I've been talking to a bunch of people. I mean, I think, you know, he's probably the key to the race. You know, I mean, he's, he's obviously very talented, you know, uh, obviously with second last year, he's, he's probably even better this year. Um, so he's, he's the key to the race and he drew the rail. But, you know, there's there's a lot of speed in the race. There's a lot of um, in middle and outside speed. And, you know, it'll just be interesting how many how many horses leave, how many horses clear him if he's away you know, in a three hole, you know, because some of these horses are really quick or even worse. The, the thing is with these European horses, it's not like a normal Yonkers race necessarily. Like these guys aren't afraid to sit outside the whole way. We saw that with Twister B last year. He just sat outside, waited, waited, and then he went. Well, okay. So if these guys are, or if a few of them leave in front of him, and then you got a few guys sitting outside in the, in the second, you know, in, in the outer flow, just sitting, waiting, it could be hard if you get trapped in on the round, you know, I don't know. It's impossible to predict how the race will play out, but I don't think it's like a normal Yonkers race where the rail is like the no. best place to be. I think it could be a little tricky, but obviously Scott will figure that out. And, and he's got a really good horse and, and uh, you know, he could, uh, it'll just be really interesting to see how it, how it shaves plays out for him. Now, Terry Reardon won this race last year with Twister B. As you mentioned, stayed to the outside, was able to get on by in the stretch. But, you know, Ringo, Ringo Star Trev is here, of course, the elite lob. Jerry uh, Reardon, a very, very good story. Certainly uh, very familiar with Yonkers Raceways. He got his start here uh, a while back. But uh, he draws post four. What do you think of his chances? And another good point that I've heard time and time again is that you're going to have some European action in the pools. So, that could maybe drive up the price on somebody like Marion Marauder. Yeah, definitely. I think I think Marion Marauder will be three to one. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't I don't even think he might be even higher than three to one. I mean, I think Ringo Ringo Starr will be the favorite. And the only question with him is if he's fit. You know, he missed time. He missed a bunch of time. He was sick. Made a break. You know, like there's some question marks. But you know, if the price is right, I would I would still uh, I would yeah. still take a shot. It's going to be interesting to see what his odds actually are. You know, last year Twister B. Um, got bet off the board. He got bet like he was a, a sure thing, and he raced like he was a sure thing, you know? And uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he gets that much heavy support this time or if it's a little more lukewarm because of some of the question marks around him. And and maybe, uh, I don't know if he's as good as Twister B. Anyway, Twister B was amazing last year, of course. All right, well, listen, Alex, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, big high five. I mean, you guys are really pulling out all the stops. You've got uh, a live band, I believe, playing out on the apron. Uh, you've got the flags uh, from pretty much any country. You've got a hat giveaway going on. And even the production value of, of, uh, of the broadcast, I mean, you've got a lot of different angles. You've got a drone that is flying around. And who's flying the drone, by the way? Uh, uh, well, the Yonkers broadcast uh, okay. team has a, a drone operator, I guess you would say. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, so I saw the guy with the remote control over there. Very good. Of course, Brandon Valvo does a great job for you guys, and he's the one that actually put the charted lines in the program, yeah. which, as you know, oh, as yeah. a handicapper, no, that's your lifeblood. It's so, it's so frustrating that even to this day, there's just no information on these foreign horses. So we literally have to manually, you know, Brandon 
watches the races, charts the line, and then they have to manually enter that information into the USDA system to generate, you know, what you're seeing um, in the printed program. For whatever reason, it didn't make it into the online version, which sucks. Yeah. Uh, but um, that's what we have to deal with sometimes. All right. Well, listen, Alex, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. Heck of a job here at Yonkers, uh, making us feel at home. The fans are having a good time, and, and uh, you know, hopefully the handle will be really good today. Sure. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for being here. All right, that was Alex DeDoyne. We certainly appreciate him and uh, all the hospitality that everybody at Yonkers here has shown us. Well, we're about three minutes away from race number six. Come on over here, Jessica. Let's talk about this race uh, very quickly. It's uh, an open pace, and you've got a pretty decent uh, field of eight going to battle here. And right now, the favorite at nine to five is number three, Military Master. This is a horse that's trained by Lance Hudson. Uh, Lance Hudson, of course, uh, had a winner already earlier today with Chris and me. This horse, uh, nine to two in the program, two to one on the board. Now co-favorite, shares uh, the favoritism with the speedy two caviar, Luca. A post time with Mike and Mike.com. We're looking for our third straight win in a row with four, the Art of Confusion. Jessica, we're a couple of minutes away from a start. How do you see it? This is a very, very competitive, very uh, equal field of horses going in here. Um, I do like the three as well. Military Master A for Lance Hudson. Like you said, already has a win today. This horse looks extremely sharp and has won his last star out, um, 28-1 at the end of it, pacing in 151-1. in one. All right. Uh, some of the other horses in this race, 6-1 to one on one, Provocative Prince. We are at Yonkers, uh, Jessica, so you certainly cannot uh, ignore the one horse, uh, Pete Tritton Training. I had a chance to talk to Pete for a little bit. Uh, today and he's looking forward to the big race with a bit of a legend uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later but uh, you've got the perfect vent starting from post five he's a 39 to one shot uh, 39 to one long shot uh, grash and hanover starting from post six he has been so good Very. to uh, jen jen bongiorno you Very talk about well. a horse that really is uh, uh done well uh, just shy of well just over four hundred thousand dollars in 19 career wins our little general from post seven great vintage from post eight eight to one it's going to be a tall task for the Jimmy Tank, the trainee, and uh, Mark McDonald in the bike here. Where can we look for value here, Jessica? I know you like three military master, but if we're looking for a long shot, where can we turn? I'm going to go to the sixth grade Hanover for the Jen Bondorno Sable Lake. You said he's done very well for her. Um, I was actually back in the paddock and during the before the race, obviously. And he is just a very strong, big, good-looking horse and um, – Gets well with the connections of Jen and Joe. So yeah, now I do have to tell you that uh, we our broadcast location is a little bit different. Usually we're out in front of the apron mm-hmm. or we're on the roof at the Meadowlands, <laughs> but our broadcast location is actually here in the drivers' lounge. I guess that's what you could call it, yeah, right? The drivers' much, lounge, yeah. and, and uh, it's it's right on the final turn. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a very good view of the racetrack, and I do have to say this though. We've got our mics turned up now, so there may <laughs> there may be some language in the background that's yeah. not for right. for children. Right. <laughs> hey, you know what? We're at a race. So I just okay. want to warn everybody that's okay. that. Right, right. You know, if you hear Savala, but I know last year we had a group behind us that uh, I think their horse broke around the far turn, and that was not oh, no. not happy. Sight. So, nonetheless, but uh, hey, you, listen, you've been around horse with a horse woman a oh, long time. Sure. We're not in the church. Here, no, really. uh-uh. So, nope. so we apologize. Hope the FCC don't come and shut our broadcast <laughs> down. But anyway, they're getting ready to go to the gate. Five to two right now on two cabbies. Yard Luca three military masters actually the favorite of two to one five to one on number four the art of confusion it's race number six on this Yonkers program and we're going to send it up to the voice of Yonkers Raceway for the call 
John Hernan. This field is on gate. They're racing provocative prints on the inside with a strong beginning. Here's Caviar Lucret on the far outside. Great vintage is on the scene. Set of the track, it's Gracia Haleber alongside Military Master. They go to the first turn where it's Provocative Prince taken on the upside by Great Vintage. And Great Vintage speed carries him to the top here from his outside post. In third is Caviar Luca. Ponders a quarter move. Here comes Caviar Luca. As they move to the opening quarter, it's three lengths back to Military Master. And then comes Gracian Haleber, the art of confusion. The back markers are perfect bet and outkicked here our little general. Up to take the lead was Caviar Luca. In a 26-4 and four opening quarter. Two lengths to the good now on Great Vintage. Next and third in that red shadow roll is Provocative Prince, who sits three and a half lengths from the lead as they proceed to the half-mile pole. Steers to the two-path is Military Master. To be followed by Gratian Hanover. We'll have to cut them off the pace here. Third overseers in the yard of confusion. About seven from the top. The back marker's perfect bet. And our little general. They go a half-mile in a solid 55-2. and two. Caviar Luca at 3 to 1. Leads to the back stretch by three legs on Great Vintage. First over third is the favorite Military Master. And Military Master is quickly chipping away at the lead. Caviar Luca on the outside, Gracian Hanover. As they approach three quarters, and Caviar Luca had no answers for Military Master. Three quarters, 123 and 2. On the final turn, Gracian Hanover takes up the chase on the outside. Then it's two legs back to the yard of confusion. Great vintage shuffle back fifth. Between horses six is provocative prince. They're in the stretch with military master. And Bartlett trying to get the favorite home. Has it by two and a half. Gratian Hanover levels off on the far outside. The yard of confusion's finishing well, but time has run out. Military master the winner. The yard of confusion, a strong effort for second. Gratian Hanover third. Well, there we see number three, Military Master. Uh, this is the second training win of the day for Lance Hudson, owned by William Hart. 51st career start for Military Master, 16th career win, and his second straight. And I'll tell you what, that was quite a move up the back stretch to uh, put away Caviar Luca. 100% agree with you. I mean, that horse had nothing to fight off on the inside of him, and once he cleared to the front, he looked strong from there on out. Yeah, no question about it. Our top pick, number four, The Art of Confusion, had a live blow to kind of chip away at, but uh, Military Master was just too tough. The Art of Confusion, I thought, raced well to be second, and I didn't catch who was third. Was it six, Gratian Hanover? I think Gratian Hanover got her. Stayed there for uh, third. Yeah, six, Gratian Hanover finished third, and two, Caviar Luca finished fourth. So uh, congrats to the connections of Military Master, seven-year-old gelding by Better's Delight of the million-to-one mare, Mabel Fox, takes the open. Let's uh, come on in here, Wendy. Wendy Ross joining us. And Derek, you're right on deck, buddy. So, you know, it's got to be ladies first, right, Derek? <laughs> come on in. Wendy Ross. Uh, Wendy, of course, is the... Well, you called me the better Mike earlier, so what, so what can I call you, Wendy? Man, I hope Mike's not listening. <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell him that. No, he's not listening. Are you kidding me? He's down in Florida. Oh, he's 80 still degrees and beautiful. And... He said he's missing us, though. Oh, oh, so okay. All right. Well, Wendy Ross joins us. Wendy, first of all, you are uh, the uh, social media director, along with Mike Carter, at the United States Running Association. You guys have been doing a lot of great work on social media, putting together a lot of great videos. Uh, and uh, I know Mark and... Uh, 
uh, Mark Hall and Rich, Rich Johnson. Johnson. That's right. Rich Johnson is over there, and I know they're working hard. Wendy, you're working hard as well. Tell us a little bit about what's going on over there at the USDA, some of the things we could look forward to. You know, I think just all season, we, you know, since we came into position at May, we've just been trying to, like, pump out content and do some cool things, you know, kind of do put some mainstream ideas in, into the sport, and, and we've been having success with that. Also, Jason Turner, who's actually uh, he's the assistant editor for Hoofbeats, and he's, like, our graphic designer. So all that content that we put out for, uh, the, and, uh, for the Foiled Again Tour that we established uh, with the, the owner connections, that's been really fun. But all those things with the, the tour schedule and all those graphics, Jason Turner is a big part of that too. So we kind of work as a team. Rich Johnson, obviously doing uh, the video and, and putting all the videos together. And you know, Mark, uh, he's a Hall of Famer. You know, his his work speaks for itself. So when you see us on the road, we're, we're kind of like a traveling circus. And our you know our crew when they, they're coming to town, we. We just try to have just tried to been out and about and uh, doing good things, you know, and it's, it's, we, we're, we're having a, a heck of a lot of fun. That's for sure. Yeah. And you've got the 360 thing going. I mean, today, like uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. This is just what I was uh, hearing. You guys have uh, a 360 camera on Marion Marauder. We is do. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Also 360 camera. That's going to be attached to the gate for the trot, right? Yes, there is. And I believe Rich told me that we were, um, he was going to speak to, to one of the other gentlemen, but we haven't had a hundred percent confirmed yet that that's going to happen. So I don't really want to give any details of that, but maybe two horses, uh, in the big, in the big trot. So, uh, you know, that's cool. That's cool because those are, those are, uh, views that a lot of people don't get to see, um, sitting in the grandstand. Um, I like how Yonkers is using the drone here. We don't have our drone with us, but it's all about being innovative and doing new cool things for the fans because the fans are what keeps it going. And, uh, you know, just trying to keep up and do new things. Wendy, let's talk about the big race. Uh, it's race eight. Of course, it is the $1 million Yonkers International Trot, and you've got a field of 10. There'll be two trailers, Lionel and Slide So Easy. Marion Marauder, of course, drew post one. Ringo Star Treb drew post four. These are the two horses that are getting most of the attention, but I'll tell you what, this race is a lot deeper than just them two. Yeah, I definitely think it, it goes really deep, Mike. I mean, I think we're going to have to give the advantage to the American horses, and you know, not just because, but over here, uh, this coming on and to the half mile racing is a little different than what some of them are, are used to over there. I think the the advantage that these horses have, they're used the uh, the foreign horses are used to going the distance and doing things like that. So um, I think our horses uh, aren't quite as up to that as far as like these horses are used to going these uh, the big miles, the longer miles. They, their endurance, they can take a lot more air just because they're used to it. Um, I think that our trainers are are great here, and I think they're going to have these horses prepped and ready for this. But uh, I, I just wonder how some of these horses are going to take to these tighter turns. Uh, because a lot of the tracks, I, you know, I've been to Sweden twice to Savalia and, and just paying attention to the racing over there. The tracks are, the turns are a lot more banked than mm-hmm. this. So, they're, you know, some of them are going to, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment for them. So the tracks are built for trotters over there. And you see that. I mean, I think our banks here probably, I don't want to give an exact estimate, but you have to see what they are at Yonkers. They're double that um, across the seas there. So that's just a, a little bit of a, of a difference. So we'll have to see how some of them can handle it. And, you know, I, I think that's going to be the big difference. The distance is nothing. I think that's where our disadvantage is for some of our horses to see if they can go the longer distance. But uh, I think to see how good these horses can get around the track. Let's put you on the spot. Give us a winner. You know, I think I'm, I'm actually going to go with the mayor, Ariana G, in here. She was just absolutely vicious at, at the Dayton Derby, uh, racing from the, off the pace for Brian Sears. Yannick back in the bike. He knows her the best, knows her well. Uh, she has that advantage 
finish from post three, I think it's going to put her in a, in a good position. And, and you have to see how they're going to race her. I think that uh, Jimmy might want to race her off the pace again, like they did it in Dayton, and it, it seemed to work for her. She just seems to be getting back on her game. Watched her warm up. She looks fantastic. She's just, you know, to think that the mayor's going to take on the boys in here. And then, of course, the rail, Marion Marauder, uh, gets the position. He's been just absolutely racing superbly throughout the year. I, I don't think he's missed the no, been no worse than second all year. So he's just fantastic with him with the rail. He knows how to get it done. So it's, you know, one to look for um, as well, but I love the up and quick horse and pastor Bob for coming from Sweden and France. So I think it's going to be a great race. I really do. And um, I know that my girl, I just caught co-hosting today. So, um, you know, hats off to you guys. I think you're going to give us a, a lot of coverage on it. All right. Well, appreciate it. Wendy, we'll let you get back to work, but thank you so much for your time. And you guys keep up the good work at the USDA. Just love your videos. And once again, for everybody, or for those listening that don't follow the Harness Racing Fan Zone on Twitter and Facebook, you better. You better. That's for <laughs> sure. Thanks, Mike. Have a good day. All right. That was Wendy Ross. And uh, she's going to step away. And then we're going to be joined here by the DRF's Derek Givner. Derek, if you want to come on over. And uh, we're going to see if we can handicap this thing because we badly need some winners. We need uh, – I need somebody that – well, whatever you want to do, buddy. You, yeah, I, I need somebody that knows, you know – What's going on here in this arm race again? That's why we got to bring in the pros like Derek Gibner. Derek, welcome in, buddy. I don't know how I could possibly follow Wendy. I mean, she's well, first class. Nah, well, let's see. Let's let's just concentrate on that. we got 12 minutes to post to race number seven. I know you've been looking at these races. I know Matt Rose has been looking at these races. And, and Matt didn't want to join us today because he uh, he didn't want to tip his uh, he didn't want to tip his hand with these horses. So we're going to have to get the information from you. It's the Harry Harvey $250,000 Invitational Trot coming up. You've got a good field of 10 here. Uh, they're going a mile and a quarter. DW's New York Inc. and Homicide Hunter both will be starting from the second tier. How do you see this thing unfolding? I think the board has it about right right now. I think uh, Homicide Hunter deserves to be the favorite, obviously, coming off that uh, world record mile. Um, that being said, I really like the three, Guardian Angel Oz uh, here. I mean, if you look coming out of that same race as Homicide Hunter, only a few lengths behind, was part of the pace scenario, the 53 uh, and change uh, half that was set there, and basically lived to tell about it. I mean, granted, had the lead for a short spell, but, uh, you know, finished a good second behind Homicide Hunter, who didn't have to do any racing early in that mile. I really like Guardian Angel, especially since that one's going to be on the gate and Homicide Hunter is going to have to figure out a trip. Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, how much credence are we are we to put in that world record mile last time? I mean, let's let's be honest. Pretty much everybody that raced at the Red Mile said said world records over the last couple of weeks. I mean, and here we go. We're starting from the second tier. I mean, I think there's some vulnerabilities to Homicide Hunter a lot here. Homicide Hunter is a, a very good horse. No, no doubt. Is, is he the fastest horse in the history of harness racing in, in some people's mind, eh, probably not, but you know what? You can't take it away from no, him. It's, it's on the, the paper. books, right? It's on the books. It's, right? it's on the paper, and then that means it counts, and, uh, and he is the fastest, and that's just that. But as far as if you're going to wager, I think taking a short price on Homicide Hunter in this spot, especially from the second tier, is just foolish. All right. If we're looking for a long shot here, maybe looking for some value underneath work, where we go? I, I really wanted to use Sortie as my long shot in here, but it's going to be so hard from post eight in this field to get the job done. I mean, even to get into the number, um, maybe maybe Warwy uh, Rue could be an interesting horse. Raced well last time in the Dayton Derby, closed really well. You know, a few outside posts on him, you could throw those races out. Uh, I could see where maybe you know Dubay keeps him you know close to the action you know somewhere close maybe sitting third or fourth and gets into the you know, trifecta maybe at a big price right now he's 5 to 2 though i i couldn't bet him at that price 
but you got to assume he's going to drift up. Let's talk about the big one, the, the Yonkers International Trot that's coming up in race eight. Obviously, it's a $1 million purse, and you've got that field of 10. Once again, they're going a mile and a quarter. Lionel slides so easy. Both start from the second tier. Wendy Ross is going with Ariana G. Where do you land? Uh, I ended up going with Mary Marotta. Um, I just feel like this is a different horse now. Uh, this isn't the same horse we saw here as a four-year-old. No. He's much more well-rounded horse. I think he's got more dimensions than he had then. And I, I just think regardless of what kind of trip he gets, I think he could rough it on the outside and still get the job done. I, I'm not really scared of any of these horses in there. Granted, Ariana G, if she brings her A game with her, she's as fast and as good as any of these. Uh, Ringo Star Treb, I feel like last year when Jerry rode and brought in Twister B, like he was adamant, hey, this yeah. is the horse to beat. You know, you're not going to beat my horse. I'm not getting that vibe this year. Um, I was walking around the paddock before uh, I heard the no shoes for the two up and quick, no shoes for the four ring star trap, right. no shoes for the five Pastore Bob. Um, so I was just walking around to see because a lot of these horses, they're used to racing without shoes and right. you, you want to make sure that they're still in their comfort zone. Very interesting event, certainly, and, and a lot of question marks. And, you know, uh, Ringo Star Trev, let's be honest. I mean, he's, what, only a couple of starts in, in – I mean, you've got, you've got that big break from June to September, and you've only got two starts since June, and one of them was a, was a break line. And my biggest problem with Ringo Star Trev is that he's going to be the favorite. Right. I, I really feel like he's going to be the favorite in this spot, and I just can't put my money on that particular horse as the favorite. He was 5-1, to one and I would say, yeah, you know what, maybe he's worth a shot, but not as the favorite. I'd rather take – Four other horses. I'd rather have Up and Quick, Ariana G, Pastore Bob, you know, than Ringo Starr as the favorite. And it's going to be interesting to see with the European pools here today, what kind of money goes on Ringo Starr, Trev, and do we actually have a shot to get 3-1 to one on Marion Marauder? I think you do. No. I'm, I'm really going into this expecting to get 3-1 to one on Marion Marauder. I mean, uh, listen, as much as I like Marion Marauder, don't get me wrong, if, if Marion Marauder is 6-5, to five, I'm not playing. You know, he's not worth a six to five shot, but at three to one, he, that's really good value. He probably deserves to be maybe two to one or nine to five in my mind on paper. And I'm expecting to get a better price because of the coming with pulse. Real quick, before we let you go, the Dan Rooney is race 11. It's a $250,000 invitational pace. Of course, the scratch of Lazarus took a little bit out of this race. You know, you've got McWicked from the inside, and obviously off that performance, he is going to be the one to beat. But I'll tell you what, you've got to remember, Wick- McWicked has never won on a half-mile track out of his 30 wins. Wow, that's uh, you're bringing the stats. According to uh, my piece of paper here, he was two for seven at Yonkers last year. So I don't know if it's wrong or not, but <laughs> that's what it says. Well, I, no, I don't think he won at Yonkers last year. I got seven starts, two wins, two seconds. I don't know if it's correct or not, but that's what it says. Well, we'll have to go um, back to the drawing board. Maybe that being, my stats are wrong. That being said. <laughs> I'm no Holly, buddy. <laughs> we all can't be Holly. No, you no, know? no, there's, no. There's only, that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. There's only one Holly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think on paper, you got to really, res- with Lazarus out of the race, I didn't feel this way with Lazarus in, but with Lazarus out of the race, I think you got to respect Nuclear Dragon. This yep. is a really fast horse who loves to be on the lead. There's no way he's giving it up in this spot. He's going to set the pace. There's no passing lane for McWicket to shoot through. It could be a, a tricky spot, you know, for that horse. Yeah, I mean, a bit of a legend. I mean, this horse has obviously been really good, and he is, and, I, you know, no stats for this one, but we know that he likes the half mile. That's no secret. Yeah, no doubt. Listen, if Bitter Legend's sitting second over and uh, they're going a reasonable clip, let's say a 54 half or something like that, 
you know, I put my money on him in a second. I just don't know that you're going to get it here. I mean, Endeavor could leave. Evening of Pleasure could leave. But I, I don't see a strong pace in here. I don't see a lot of horses that are going to push Nuclear Dragon that fast. All right. Well, listen, Derek, we're going to let you get to work, but we appreciate you joining us, my friend. And, uh, well, best of luck to you. And uh, the DRF newsletter, uh, we, we've got one coming out when? We come out every Thursday. Right? Every Thursday, uh, though, Harrisburg will have some uh, additional editions. I think we're going to come out Sunday, Tuesday, and Friday, the week of Harrisburg. All right. Heck of a publication. You do a heck of a job on that, buddy. We appreciate it, Derek. That was Derek Givener from the DRF, and we'll get Jessica Gotten back in here. As we're going to take a look at this field coming up for race number seven. It is one of our stakes races of the day. The seventh race is the Harry Harvey, the $250,000 Invitational Trot. Once again, a field of 10. And right now, the odds board shows perhaps a little bit of value on Homicide Hunter. Five to two, I thought for sure, off that last effort, he was going to get bet down a little bit more. Nine to two on three, Guardian Angel Oz. And uh, seven to two right now, a number one Warwy rule. Let's bring in Jessica Otten. And uh, Jessica, we actually missed the post parade. Let's see. We got about five minutes to post time. So let's take a look at these horses in post position order. Jessica, starting with one Warwy rule. Warwy rule for the loose boss table. Second last time out, 27 and three at the end of it, 52 and one. Looks like it was a hard charging close at the end of it at the Dayton pacing or the Dayton trotting derby. I'm sorry. Um, draws post one. I feel like post one is very, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a good post to have here. How about that? Yeah, certainly no question about it. Well, it could be it now without the passing lane. Very it could be true. a little tough. Yes. That's right. Two top flight angel on by legendary standard breads. Andy Miller drives for trainer Julie Miller. This horse coming off a fifth place finish in an open last time out at Yonkers. Obviously was shuffled back. Obviously has some good lines before that. And, uh, you know, hey, look, at me. listen, he does the majority of his racing here. He knows the racetrack. He's got a good post. And he's got good value right now at 10 to 1. Just uh, the three, Guardian Angel Az for the Annette Lorenzen stable, Matt board. I thought raced very well in the day in Trotting Derby and the Alarage. I mean, was right there, just kind of got out sprinted in the stretch in both starts. Four in secret, owned by Burke Racing, Weaver Brusemi, Jerry and Teresa Stables, Larry Carr, George Brennan drives for trainer Ron Burke, a fifth-place finish last time against Lord Cromwell. This is a horse that will be in action a little bit later on. A good second-place finish, two starts back, a win in an overnight three-back. He's got 26 career wins, over $600,000, and his big odds right now, 22-1. to 1. And, you know, it's a little shocking because I've seen this horse race. Um, and I really think he would be, he fits in here well. How about that? Because he's very strong, big trotter. Um, next is the five, yes, Miggy for the Aki Sponsor Stable, Jason Bartlett aboard. Um, over 113,000 made this year in just 13 starts. Second last time out in the open handicap here at Yonkers Raceway. Um, I, this horse fits in here well as also. Uh, he is at the board at six to one. I feel like there's a very, very good competitive group of horses. Number six is Gruden, known by Lard Racing, Van P. Internet Stables, Tim Teacher, for trainer Renee Allard. High percentage winner, 17 of 34, but has only made $160,000 off a sixth-place finish last time at an open. It's going to be a long shot in here right now, 13 to 1, but obviously you could never, ever uh, ignore a Renee Allard training. No, uh, he does very well here as well. A lot of... Uh... A lot of success here. Next, we go to the seven. NF happenstance for Carol Jamison Parker. Um, Jack Parker in the bike. This horse comes off of a fourth-place finish here at Yonkers. Um, has hit the board 20 of 27 starts this year, rolling in over 269,000. 
Um, has a win, two starts back here at Yonker in the Open Handicap, uh, trotting in 55-4. and four. Seven home, I feel like maybe a little tough from here, but you never know how the race stands out. Number eight is Sortium by Patricia Stables, Noel Daly, John Federer, and Joe Sabanco, Tron Smith, Sammer Grimes, and Trains. The source does have a three-race win streak that he's trying to extend here. Eight of 35, four of 14 this year, just under $300,000 in career earnings. But this is certainly a different ball game than the non winners of eight, and the odds board shows it right now, 29 to 1. Second two, starting DW's New York Yank. DW's New York Yank. Actually, I did watch this horse uh, win last time out. I watched the replay. Um, was first up, I believe, or second over maybe. But he did it. A, like, it was nothing. Absolutely was a monster. Um, starting from the back here, does, I feel, play a little differently when you're on a half-mile track, just from the experience of watching it all the time. But um, I feel like this horse is very strong. It looks like he's been strong for a while. Ron Burke. Um, and Yang Jingra team up. And number 10 is Homicide Hunter owned by Crawford Farms. Brian Sears is driving for trainer Chris Oak, the Alarage winner. Obviously, that was uh, an unbelievable mile. It was a world record last time. 148 and 4. Close to home in 26. And Jessica, we had a chance to talk to Gabe Pruitt, who was on the show on Thursday, mm-hmm. and he said that he just kept accelerating. Like right after the wire, he was going faster and faster and faster. But I'll tell you what, you got a half mile track, second two start. I think this is a whole different deck of cards here. I agree 100%. And honestly, when I was watching the race, I was standing like right before the finish line, and it didn't even look like they were going that fast. And from where he did it in his position on the racetrack was absolutely phenomenal. He just kept going. And when they put the time on the board, you should have heard the crowd. All right. Six to five right now on number 10, Homicide Hunter. Uh, code nine to twos, one, Warwe Rue, and five, yes, Mickey. Five to one right now on number three, Guardian Angel Oz. It's time for the $250,000 Harry Harvey. Let's send it upstairs to the fine voice of Yonkers Raceway, John Hernan. Once again, nine DW's New York Yank and ten Homicide Hunter. Start from the second tier. Here's John. They're off to a perfect start. Leaving from the outside was Gruden. In between horses, top flight angel. And in secret comes on through to mix it up. Set of the track, yes, Mickey. In the two-path then is Guardian Angel Oz. Far outside, NF Happenstance, the lone mare. Down on the inside, Warwe Rue. And then it's the trio of Homicide Hunter. Near the back with Sortie and DW's New York Yank. Top of the stretch, heading to the opening quarter, making a break there was Guardian Angel Oz. Guardian Angel makes a break, and Secret has the lead. Here comes Gruden and Tim Petrick on the outside, up to take the lead. Top flight Angel third, then comes Yes Mickey fourth. Warby Rue is first over fifth. They went the opening quarter mile in 28-1. Down toward the inside then is NF Happenstance. She's pinned in behind rivals, and then we come back toward the inside of DW's New York Yank. Outside of that is Homicide Hunter. Far back, Guardian Angel Oz and making a break. That was Sorty. Sorty made a break as they get to the half mile. And long shot, Gruden at 31 to 1. Leads it here over in secret to a half mile of 57 seconds flat. A first over bid for Yes Mickey, who's heavily on that right line. Down toward the inside is top flight angel mired in traffic, the 2017 Yonkers trot winner. And then Warwe Rue. The mayor got shuffled back. And if happenstance, Sears is on the outside behind. Excess cover with Homicide Hunter. Then toward the inside, it's DW's New York Yank. Five back to Guardian Angel Oz. And a long way back is Sortie. Up top is the upset-minded Gruden in 127 with one lap to go on the Harry Harvey Invitational Trot. And it's Gruden to catch. Gruden, yes, Mickey's been out a long way toward the inside. In third, the perfect journey for In Secret. 
Down on the inside, but it's up in top flight, Angel fourth. Three wide. Here comes War. We ruined Dubay's cranking that one up. Nowhere to go for a pin in and a happenstance. On the far outside, Sears trying to rally Homicide Hunter late in the game. Then DW's New York Yank and Guardian Angel Oz. They went the mile in 156. 29 second, third quarter. As they move on the final turn, they're ganging up on Gruden. Where are we, Rue? Yes, Mickey between horses. 2017. Yorkers trot winner, top flight angel, moving to the far outside. Then on the inside, in secret, the mayor, NF Happenstats, in behind a crowd. Into the stretch. Where are we, Rue? On the inside, Gruden, set of the track. Top flight angel, close to home. It's War. Where are we, Rue? Going to take the Harry Harry Invitational Trot. Where are we, Rue? Top flight angel, second. Gruden, third. Close fourth. The mayor, NF Happenstats, or yes, Mickey. And there's the story, 225 and 2 for the mile and a quarter. The race goes to number one, Warawi Rue, known by determination of Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Luke Blaze, the winning trainer. And I'll tell you what, Luke is always dangerous when he brings horses north or south of the border. And uh, Top Flight Angel, I thought, raced well. Gruden, I thought, raced really well, too. But uh, once again, perhaps, Jessica, the horses, the uh, – the stories of this race were the two favorites. Three, Guardian Angel Oz made a break, and 10, Homicide Hunter. We talked about it right before the race. This is just a different ball game. This is not Lexington. No, it is definitely not Lexington. And like I said before, 10 horses on a half-mile track. Sometimes you don't have enough room to get where you want to be positioned, where a horse like he did he was on the outside, don't get me wrong, but he was just there too late. And it looked like he was bearing out quite bad on the racetrack. There it does look kind of, like. Yeah. From standing there, you can't really tell what's all going on outside on the deck, but looking at the head-on stretch, he does look like he was running out quite a bit. Yeah, but a good effort and a good trip from War We Rue, a second over winner, uh, getting the job done. Uh, this is his 10th career win. He's now, this. let's see, this one's going to put him around the 600 and uh, about $630,000 mark in career earnings, fourth win of the season for this five-year-old horse by Majestic Sun. So congratulations to the winner, one Warawi Rue. We'll have a lot more coming up on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, broadcasting live from the International Trot. Mike Carter is on hold. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, he has time for us today. Uh, well, we'll, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. We gotta, uh, we, he's got races to call the caller. But, you know, the thoroughbreds, they've got like three hours. Between that, that is so very true. Very true. He, he's probably bored. He needs something to do. Right. We're going to take a real quick time out when we come back. We'll be joined by Mike Carter's having fun in the sun down in beautiful Miami. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winback farm.com Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once in a lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. 
12 championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast home a champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018, coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Searching up the rail, modern legend there. Foiled again, dead game. Clear vision laid on the outside. Pet Rock on the inside. Photo finish. Foiled again as Pet Rock together. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Jessica Otten at the broadcast location. Right now, we're joined by Mike Carter in beautiful, sunny Florida, the announcer's booth at Gulfstream West. Mike, how are you? I'm hanging in there, trying to, uh, trying to stay cool. Unlike uh, you guys, you seem like you're uh, trying to stay warm. Oh, well, it is. And you know our broadcast location here at, uh, at beautiful Yonkers. We're right, we're right in the driver's lounge, right on the turn. And uh, we're getting ready for the uh, $1 million Yonkers International Trot. But uh, for those people that might not know, tell us what the heck you're doing down in Miami. <laughs> I got lucky enough to fill in for my man, uh, Pete Aiello. He uh, is taking a couple of days off. And so uh, he decided to give me a call and say, hey, do you want to come down and I'm lucky enough the bosses at the USTA said it was okay, so I'm down here filling in for my man Pete Aiello. Now, yesterday was your first day of calling at Gulfstream uh, Park West. Not actually Gulfstream, but it's actually Calder. That's probably what uh, people are more familiar with. It. It's now named Gulfstream West. But tell us about your first day of announcing the Thoroughbreds down there, my friend. I'll tell you what. It was uh, difficult is not the word for it. <laughs> um, you know, as a harness announcer, um, you, you really don't get a whole lot of practice calling the thoroughbreds, Mike. And, uh, you know, having to learn the silks every race and, you know, that that's probably been the hardest part for me is having to adjust every race to different color silks. Of course, we know drivers have the same colors all the time. Um, that's probably been the most difficult part. And, of course, you uh, are one half of the social media team at the United States Drawing Association, along with Wendy Ross. We have Wendy on this program. I know she's been sending you Snapchats a lot, but uh, you had a, you did a lot of work for the International Trot. Of course, you can't be here today, but uh, that race is coming up. Who's who's your pick in the uh, in the big dance, my friend? My pick in the International Trot is Ringo Star Trab. I've been on this course uh Pretty much uh, since the PPs came out, I think that Ringo Star Tread is the horse to beat. Of course, Mary Marauder is going to be tough. Then, of course, I like uh, Pestori Bob as well. But, Mike, we're live in the, uh, in the New York, New York. Uh, after that first leg or first race, we're live in the New York, New York pick four. So that's a plus. Absolutely. Well, listen, we know you got a, a lot of studying to do. We'll let you get back to work. Uh, what kind of field you got here? Um, let's see. We got 10 going six and a half. So uh, it'll be a little bit of fun. 10 going six and a half, 10 going six and a half furlongs. Jessica, do you want to say anything to Mike? You want to wish him good luck on this upcoming race? He's about to call. Good luck. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you very much, Mike. Good luck, buddy. All right, buddy. That was uh, my usual broadcast partner, Mike Carter, but uh, Jessica, you're doing an admirable, admirable job uh, here at the broadcast location at Yonkers. Once again, we're going to set the table because 
Uh, they did put up the. Uh, well, I guess they didn't. They put didn't up put the any first. minutes. No, up. I saw the time and I was like, wait a minute, it's not two hours and twenty five minutes until the <laughs> uh, Yorkers International Trot. But congratulations to War We Rue Danielle Dubay, who's uh, right now uh, getting interviewed by Frank Rucker with the winning drive. Um, any thoughts to close the the Harry Harvey there? War We Rue got a good second over trip, was able to outlast Top Flight Angel, who I thought was a live long shot that race. I I agree. Uh, Andy's horse looks really good going into that race, and. Um, you know, that horse just kind of got the perfect trip in his eyes. You know, there were, what, three wide in this one right here the first time. So that was probably took a little bit out of uh, Timmy's horse. So. All right. So congratulations to all the connections. Luke plays Danielle Dubain, Determination, War We Rue. Thanks to $250,000 Harry Harvey Trot. It's time to dissect the $1 million Yonkers International Trot. And we are going to do that after this very quick timeout. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Looking to bet on great racing from around the country and around the world? There's no better place than BetAmerica.com. But there's also no better time to join because right now we're offering a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Simply open a new account at BetAmerica, make your first deposit, and we'll add your bonus immediately. It's that easy. Sign up today at BetAmerica.com. Are you a student looking to log volunteer hours or just someone interested in spending free time giving back in your local community? Pacing for the Cure could use your help. We need volunteers at local events to help with fundraising and to assist with the annual dinner party planning activities. Please email Janine at pacingforthecure.org for more information. Again, that's Janine at pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Pacing for the Cure annual sponsorship opportunities are available on the pacingforthecure.org website under the donor tab. Choose your sponsorship level or customize your own sponsorship package. This is a great time to reserve a table sponsorship at the annual Pacing for the Cure fundraising dinner party in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in November. As always, there will be great food, entertainment, and prizes at the annual event. Visit pacingforthecure.org. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback farm.com are you interested in learning more about owning standard bread racehorses do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bread owning a racehorse is a once in a lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think the united states trotting association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality contact a member of the ownership concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8787 82 extension 5555 
Big Black on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bad America Broadcasting live from the uh, Yonkers Raceway. And we're coming up on the uh, international trot here at Yonkers Raceway. And we are 16 minutes away from a start. They'll be parading shortly as uh, the fans are starting to get up close, all set to get a real good look at these 10 fantastic horses. They have come from all around the world to compete for $1 million. And right now we're going to take a look at the field led by one of the race favorites right now, four to one. I think that's tremendous value. I don't think that'll last, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. Marion Marauder and his resume speaks for itself. It does. And like I said before, earlier on the show, I watched him race last, uh, two weeks ago. I was at the Caesars trot and you know, he was just phenomenal from where he came from. There were seven across the track. This is his second international trot 2016 trotter of the year the winner of the trotting uh, the caesars trotting classic winner of the cleveland trotting classic and the cashman hall memorial yeah that's just an unbelievable resume 20 wins of 48 starts the five-year-old over three million dollars and a win here could put his seasonal earnings over the one million dollar mark number two jessica is up and quick this is uh, one of the French uh, connection sources, and I believe, let me see if I can get my cheat sheet here. I believe France is number two uh, in uh, Yonkers Trot's wins behind the United States. I'll have to uh, get that more in a moment, but nonetheless, two up and quick here, Jess. Yeah, winner of the 2016 Marie Emmerich. Emmerich, my bad. A 10 year old stallion, 16 wins out of 74 starts. Um, over $2.5 million in the bank. Uh, Jason Bartlett gets the call today. Jason Bartlett drives number two up and quick from France. The lone USA representative, Jessica, is Wendy Ross's pick, number three, Ariana G. And obviously this is another horse. Her her reputation just speaks for itself. Her resume speaks for itself. 26 for 37, over $2 million earned. And she is looking to become the first mayor to win this race since 1990. That was before I was even thought of. Oh, boy. <laughs> boy, I just got it real quick. Yeah, I mean, her resume speaks for herself. 2016, two-year-old female trotter of the year. Two-year-old, three-year-old female trotter of the year in 2017. Winner of 2016 and 17 Breeders' Crown. Hamiltonian Oaks winner. Hamiltonian Maturity winner. The Dayton Derby winner. The Graduate Final winner. I mean... $2.3 million in the bank, 26 wins out of 37 starts. It's pretty impressive to me. All right. Number four, Ringo Star Treb, uh, owned by EVAM Racing Trotter of Racing Trotters of Italy. Jerry Reardon won this race last year with Twister V. William Paul will be in the bike for Ringo Star Treb, who's only had two starts in the last three and a half months, Jessica. So form could be an issue. Yeah, form could be an issue, but it sounds by the sounds of it, they keep their horses pretty tight over there. I mean, maybe not as tight as being in a race every week, but training-wise, you know, you never really know what they do over there. Um, a horseman's perspective, usually when the draw comes out and you see where they draw, or if they get in, you train them the day after, it's about two or three or three or four days out. So you, you, you never really know what kind of perspective they look at it. So, like I said, it's, it'll be different than racing every week. Yeah, the source uh, winner of the 2018 Elite Lob, as you mentioned, has 30 wins of 85 starts, over $1.4 million in earnings. Number five is uh, a seven-to-one shot right now. I thought the source would be a little higher from Sweden. Pastori Bob, the source, obviously has a lot of speed for trainer, driver, Johan Untersteiner. Yeah, um, uh, has won seven of 43 starts with just 362000 in the bank. But uh, like you said, you thought he'd be a little longer on the board. 
Yeah, I would certainly think so, especially with the depth of this field. Is number 10 in the uh, 2018 UET rankings. Was the winner of the 2018 Finlandia. That is the uh, biggest race in Finland. Did qualify for the Elite Lap Final in 2018. Finished fourth in the elimination. Set the pace before tiring. Second place finish in the 2018 pre-St. Michael. Number six is Crisado Delanoche, leased by Caronth Incorporated. Marcus Melander trains Brian Sears drives. Marcus Melander certainly familiar with American racing, a uh, budding trainer, a budding superstar here in the trotting ranks. Uh, and we've saw we've seen him just continually improve and continually to get a stable of better, better horses over the last couple of years. Now he's got an international trot hopeful. But it is a long shot, thirty-three to one. Yes, and um, actually down in Lexington the past two weeks, I shared a barn with uh, Marcus Nylander and his crew. A very, very nice people. They run a really nice facility. Their horses look good. They always are happy. Um, this is the winner of the 2018 Ghost of Bergen. I got to quit picking words I can't pronounce. <laughs> How in the world do you say that? I don't know. We, we, we should have James Wither right here. He could have been like Seriously. How uh, you know. oh, He was third in the 2018 Copenhagen Cup, there third in the 2014 <laughs> Pete Mallory Memorial, 55 starts, 14 wins, um, 660000 in the bank. Uh, Brian Sears gets the call today for trainer Marcus Nylander. All right. Number seven. Here's a horse we know a little bit about. Jessica ah, will take yes. charge. Mac Nickel is the owner. Jeffrey Gillis is the trainer. Tim Teacher drives one of two Canadian representatives in here. Actually did a lot of the work in that uh, record uh, in that record mile mm-hmm. alarage last time. But uh, obviously tired to finish fifth. Closed home in 29-1. and one. Homicide Hunter, the winner of that particular race. Uh, didn't really uh, didn't really do much in the Harry Harvey. No, and like you said, it's a whole different new ball game here, but he's the one who will take charge, was the one who set most of the fractions. He was a 2018 winner of the Crawford Farm Open Trot, 2018 winner of the Maxi Lee Memorial, winner of the Yonkers Trot Raceway Open on um, 9-15 of 18, and second in the 2018 Cutler Memorial. Um, 70 starts, 21 wins, still impressive, uh, uh, 840 in the over 840,000 in the bank with T in the bank. All right, number eight is Arazi Boku, owned by uh, Anna Mana AB of Italy, uh, trained by the driver Alessandro Gocciadoro. This is a horse uh, that is obviously got a tall task, but he's getting some play here, 15 to 1 on the board. Yeah, um, is number eight in the UT rankings, uh, 105 starts. My goodness, but he is an 11-year-old gelding, 22 trips to the winner's circle with just under a million dollars in the bank. Um, winner heat and race of the the camping. Oh, my how about, Lampa. How about Campionato? Campionato, yeah, European. And that's probably not right. Probably not. It's okay, though. All right. 11-year-old will start for post-8, 15-1 on the board. Number nine is Lionel by Goran Antonsen, who will drive. Dan Redden is the trainer. Uh, this is one of the two horses, along with the 10, that will be starting from the second tier. And, you know, the second tier trip could be really good or it could be really bad. You just never know what you're going to get. Exactly. And it all has to do with who they follow and how they get out of the gate, you know. Um, if you're following the one or two horse and they like to leave out of there, you're obviously going to get put away in a good position. But if they don't leave out of there, you're going to be towards the back of the field. And like I said before, 10 horses on a half mile is a lot because you can't exactly get where you want to be at the time you maybe normally would want to be there. 
Look how good Ariana G looks right now. She's coming on the racetrack, yeah. She is just a very, very good-looking trotter, very good-looking horse in general. Yeah, they're coming off the post parade now. But more, a little bit about my Lionel, fourth-place finish in the Elite Lop Final, third in the Pre-Di Amarique in 2017. This horse obviously has a pretty good resume and does fit in this group, earnings over $1.5 million, making his 70th start here today. And number 10 is a horse by the name of Slide So Easy, Fleming Jensen rhymes and trains, and uh, this is a horse that is, I don't know, he's definitely going to be a long shot, put it that way. Oh, yeah, for sure. Nine-year-old gelding, um, 78 starts, 30 trips to the winner's circle, still impressive, just under $300,000 in the bank, third in the 2018 pre-Graber final, so like you said, he's probably going to be a long shot, and the second tier, you never know how it's going to play out. All right, 30 wins, only $287,000. You know, obviously, he's going to have his hands full here as he's been facing uh, quite a bit easier competition overseas. So that is the field of 10. Jessica, let's kind of focus now. We're going to kind of use your expertise a little bit when these horses go by because I do want to get your opinions. Here comes Ariana G right now. She is... The lone mare of the group, I think she's coming up the bank stretch yep. right now. So you're going to get a good look at her in just a moment. But here's five pastori Bob right in front of us right now, Jess. Okay, so this is just my opinion on things. You see, like the horses go by. I worked for a guy a couple of years ago that if your poor top on the horse wasn't braided and it got in their ears and their eyes, he got very upset. He now shaves every four top on their horses because we had a horse. Someone didn't braid their four top, got in his ear and made a break in the stretch. He blames it on that. You never know. But that horse's hair is flying everywhere, so some people are just different. <laughs> that was fine, Pastori. Bob, the six is going to be coming out right now in just a moment, so uh, let's focus on him. Here's Ariana G right here, Jessica. Very calm and collective. Like I said, I saw her back there, and she was just, you know, head up, ears up not moving around. I mean, just very calm. Um, looks very good. She looks very good, calm right now. Not running away in post grade, not at all. I see Miriam Rogers scoring down, and the six is now in front of us. All right, Crisado Delanochi, what can you tell us about him? He looks very good as well. A little bit on the smaller side, um, but then again, I guess we are kind of standing up or sitting up, but he looks very good, very uh very alert looks like his ears are moving which is always a good sign when you see a horse's ears moving even with the earplugs in they are paying attention to their surroundings this is the marcus milander trainee and this is a horse that hasn't really been involved in any kind of racing action since june did have a couple of qualifiers at pocono uh six posado delanoche looking to get over a million dollars uh with this race here is seven jessica coming out of the racetrack will take charge with tim teacher uh, this horse i yeah, i've always kind of been a fan of him and watched him you know he is one of the uh canadian representatives he's a very very good looking horse as well he looked really strong in the alaraj honestly but like you said it was a world record breaking mile so um i think post seven is a little tough on this racetrack the outside post especially with the um two trips because yeah. You never really know what's going to happen. I mean, in any race, really. But when you have to leave from the outside like that or duck away, you've got two trailers you have to worry about. You could still be parked. Now, to his credit, he did win from post seven here uh, a couple of starts back, but that was very against true. an open. This is a whole this new ballgame. This here. is definitely a whole new ballgame. These horses are very talented. Okay, now we got the blanket here on Ada Razi Boko. Is there any reason why he this horse had the blanket coming out, or maybe not? Um, I'm sure like people obviously have different ways of doing anything, but they were probably outside paddock in the wind and they want to keep their horses as warm and hot as possible i mean it is a very chilly day here i like to keep my horses covered up on chilly days um maybe not so much on a hot day but i always have something over their back end over their uh their butt just so that they do keep their or their insides stay warm you don't want them to cool out because that's not the the point of it obviously you want them to be loose and ready to go 
here is number nine, Lionel, on one of the eliminations of the Elite Lob. Uh, Goran Anthonson is in the bike. We'll be starting from the second tier. What can you tell us about how he looks on the track? Okay, he is absolutely gorgeous. He has a very small head, and he actually is racing without a race halter. So for the fans that are listening, usually the race halter, um, there's a head pull that can connect to the race halter um, or a line pull that connects to it as well. But usually they keep the race halter to keep as tight as possible to keep their mouth closed. There are different. There are several different kinds of race halters. Uh, usually, typically, horses just wear the normal one with a one strap. But I've seen care of horses that wear a figure eight, which is two straps, just to keep their mouth closed so they can't play with it and get it open, suck air through the mouth or anything like that. He's going with that one, so that's kind of interesting to me. And here is number ten, slide so easy. This obviously will be a long shot. Eighteen to one, getting some play though. What can you tell us about him? He looks very, uh, very good as well. He's a nice big horse. Um, there's nothing really that sticks out to me. He's very good looking. He looks like he's got a nice stride on him. Like you said, he's 18 to one. Let's bring in Jimmy Tacta right now. Jimmy is the trainer of three Ariana G and uh, I, I've got to just, uh, Jimmy uh, looks very good on the racetrack. Tell her what uh, we could expect to tell us what we could expect from her today. Well, that's hard to me to predict or to expect, but I, I tell you what, I was really pleased how she warmed up. She felt really good. And, uh, you know, I just have to hope, hope for a, a top three here, you know, but the, you know, it's not easy to if, if she'd be outside all my life. That would concern me quite a bit. But uh, you know, she handled the turns very good. I felt I felt really comfortable with her. You know, if Jenny can find the trip, I I think we got a very good chance there. But you know, it's you know it's a mile and a quarter, and you you need to save ground. And a uh, lot of strong horses. You know, horses that uh, have a lot more experience in these type of races than she have. But uh, you know, see her coming by, they're looking really good. So. I'm optimistic, but uh, let's hope so. Keep my finger. You, you know, the half here, Yonkers Raceway, this is obviously a different animal, uh, you know, than what this horse has been racing on. She'll be good on the half, you think? I think, uh, you know, I mean, she's such a handy and professional horse. Uh, you know, I don't think that's going to be issue. The, the only thing that worries me a little bit is, of course, the longer distance she ever done and, uh, and uh, that she don't get the, the right trip because – the need to save ground, you know, five turns, you know, you have to save uh, every inch you can. So you have strength uh, down the last 16. All right. Do the USA proud, my friend. Okay. Thank you. All right. That was trainer Jimmy Tacta of Ariana G. And obviously, uh, and he even mentioned it, Jessica, how good this horse looked on the racetrack. And we saw it visually for ourselves. Yes. But, you know, when you've got a Hall of Fame trainer, trainer that, that comes around, especially it's her trainer, mm-hmm. and he says and sees the same thing. All systems go. Exactly, 100%. Like he, like he said as well, hopefully she can get a good trip out of it because if you're out for five turns, that's, that's quite the um, extra added distance that it already is as well. All right, we're about five minutes away from a start, and once again, horses continue to warm up here. Ringo Star Treb, and it looks like a lot of these uh, drivers are, are warming their horses up pretty fast. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this to you, and I guess this – this question probably could be answered really simple, but I think to a lot of our listeners out there, I think it is important. When you see horses out there warming up at a good rate of speed, is there anything as gamblers that we can take away from that? So actually there's a few different prospect ways that you could look at this. I actually listened to the USTA um, speaker series and they had asked, I think it was Montreal Teague, Aaron Merriman, and Mackie Cayley what they do when they score down the horse. I kind of always thought it was trainer's preference. Because some horses need to be waking up when they're lazy. Some horses need to go that extra, um, just kind of get them going a little bit. But they all answered it as it was their op- op- 
up option to do it as well. Um, one of them said that they score hard the opposite way of the racetrack, and one of them said, I don't do it unless I have a lazy horse. Now, with the younger racehorses, like the two- and three-year-olds, um, typically go two trips warming up. One trip, the first trip, they kind of just go out there and jog. The second trip, they'll go a slow mile. Say they go in 230 or 240, just to kind of get them loosened up, get around the turns, brush them home a little bit. Typically how we do it. Now, because there's been so many minutes in between races, they probably warmed up three or four races out. I didn't see a lot of them out there twice because they are older horses. Um, They're probably just getting their muscles loose once again to um, prep them for the race. They're not going out there and going a mile in 55 or anything they're probably going out there and going a, a slow mile in three minutes just to get them around the turns brush them down the lane a bit a little bit wake them up when you're watching a horse warm up or you know not even before the race like this scoring down before the race but and there's number 10 slide so easy talk about warming up fast he's, yep. he's certainly got it going on but um even in the warm-ups like three or four races prior what do you like to see in your horse during a warm-up if, if anything at all so um, I typically take care of aged racehorses, and I like when they go out there and dog the wrong way of the track without an overcheck on, and they've got their head down, and they're going, and they're either trotting slowly or, trot, or pacing slowly. You know, I don't like a horse that's going to be a dead runaway in a warm-up. Just, I just like to see my horse out there calm with their ears forward or moving and staying alert. You know, I don't want one out there that's necessarily bucking and kicking and on the bit real hard. You know, I just want them out there calmly going around there a couple laps the wrong way. On the other side of the track there, we see number four, Ringo Star Treb, and his head is down. down. Yep. Now, is there is that any cause for concern if if you're watching that? Um, the track? So I'm pretty sure that he doesn't wear an overcheck if his head is doing that because it is in between his legs pretty much, but that really doesn't mean much in the warm-up. He probably just doesn't need an overcheck. He puts his head up so high. Um, that's what the overcheck is for, is to keep their head in the air. Him, I'm going to assume that his head is already in the air. He doesn't need to use the overcheck for anything. But warming up on the racetrack, that's just how he presents himself. That's how he um, prepares, and he's comfortable that way. Okay, 7-5 to five right now for Ringo Star Trev. You know, we talked about that, Jessica, getting a lot of the European attention. This leaves the wagering board open for a couple of good horses. Marion Marauder at 3-1, to one, Ariana G at 6-1. to one. Uh, You've had a chance to see the horses now. Can we nail you down on a pick? I really, I think I'm going to have to agree with Wendy on this one. I do like the three Ariana G, but I'm also kind of biased to the rail horse, Marion Marauder. I mean, he did race really well in the Caesars Trotting Classic. All right, there is one minute to post, and the countdown clock is activated. They are going right on post here at Yonkers today. It's the $1 million Yonkers International Trot. It is the 40th edition. It got its start at the old Roosevelt Raceway, and now it is here at Yonkers. And after a a, a little bit of a hiatus, the fine folks here at Yonkers brought it back, and we are so happy they did because, Jessica, this is such a great event, and it's a unique event being that we never really see these horses race against each other. Oh, for sure. It is a very unique event, like you said. You don't see horses like this racing against each other. Yonkers has done a phenomenal job putting a race card together. I like how they added the distant races as well. There's a phenomenal race card up there. Yonkers has been nothing but good to us this whole time we've been here. They've just done all around great, great job. All right, so the crowd is getting assembled, and uh, the horsemen are getting assembled. As, li- as uh, You may want to get a shot of Jimmy Thatcher watching the race. That might be a good reason running back here to the left without him knowing, of course. And uh, let's get to the action. It is the one mile and a quarter Yonkers International Trot. Let's send it upstairs to the voice of Yonkers Raceway, Sean Hernan. And slides so easy from Denmark. 
Here they come for the $1 million. Yonkers International Trot, they're on gate. They're up to a perfect start. Pastore Bob on the outside, punching out for the lead. And speed from Ringo Star, Trev from Midpack. In the three path, the Ariana G third on the far outside, Arazi Boko. Came away in good order, up and quick from Francis Fifth. Marion Marauder steered to the two path. Off stride goes Pastore Bob. Off stride goes Ringo Star, Trev. So as they head to the opening quarter, Arazi Boko from Italy emerges with the lead from Ariana G. Marion Marauders in a good spot, third. Up and quick from France toward the inside, fourth. Norway's Lionel on the outside, well placed in fifth. Then we come back to the inside from Denmark, slide so easy side by side with Sweden's Cruzano della Noche. They went the opening quarter in 28 and 2 as they head up the backstretch. Then from Canada, will take charges toward the inside, seven lengths from the lead and a tight back. After that, Pastori Bob has recovered after the break. At five lengths last, a Ringo star Treb, who is back trotting from Italy, but a ton to do. They get to the half mile here at 57 and 1. And now they move on the paddock turn. The leader is Marion Marauder now from Canada. Lionel on the outside left uncovered. The mayor, Ariana G from the United States, is toward the inside third. Arazi Boko shuffled back to fourth. Sears second over fifth with Sweden's Cruzano de la Noche, just six lengths from the lead. As they move toward the three-quarter pole, then on the outside, Tietrich and Will take charge, but up top in charge is Marion Marauder, a half mile from home in the Yonkers International Trot. They went three quarters and 127. Lionel is right there. Ariana G, the mayor's toward the inside. Saving ground third. Cruzano de la Noche from Sweden is well placed. Second over fourth. Italy's Arazi Boko is pinned in fifth. Will take charge from Canada. Third over sixth and six length for the lead. Up and quick from France. Shuffle back toward the inside. Pastori Bob has a lot to do from Sweden. Eight lengths from the lead. Then from the inside from Denmark. Slide so easy. And Ringo Star Trev. It's a tight pack. And they went the mile in one, five, and three on the final third. Three across the track. And the Yorkers International Trot, Lionel, between horses, Marion Marauders under pressure. Cruzano de la Noche's on the far outside. Ariana G's in behind rivals. And they're in the stretch. Lionel from Norway has it on the upside. Cruzano de la Noche from Sweden. It'll be one of these two. Lionel, Cruzano de la Noche, Lionel, and Cruzano de la Noche. It's very tight. Was it Sweden or was it Norway in the Yorkers International Trot in 2-24? Unbelievable. A lot of moving parts, Jessica, in that race. And I think number six, Crisado Delanoche, got up in time. I, I I think he did as well. Um, yeah. Like you said earlier, there was a, what, a passing lane last year, not a passing lane this year. I kind of think that may have hurt Ariana G just a yes. little bit because she had to pull behind what was looking like the stopping Marion Martyr, which, I mean, he was. And I just think that Yannick didn't really have enough. You can't move that fast around these turns. They're banked. I just don't think you can do it. But I think the six did get up in time. This will put Crisado Delanoche over... Uh, I believe $1.2 million in career earnings with his 15th career win. Yeah, I think he got it. I'm not going to say 100% for sure. But uh, you want to talk about the trip of Ariana G. Just You don't have to read because I don't want to read you. You can't read my chicken scratch, but just look at all the notes I've got. <laughs> right, right. I mean, this horse made a middle move, had the lead, yielded, yep. retook, then had to deal with traffic, had nowhere to go up the inside, finally 
think of the outside, and, and time just ran out on her. Yeah, and like I said before, the passing lane does do a lot on a half-mile track for horses like her that were going to be locked in behind a stopping horse. Um, but she raced phenomenal. And like, like Jimmy, I think Jimmy said something about the distance yeah. may hurt her. And um, it, it may have just a little bit. But she was being she was able to be in for, I think, four of the five turns. Yeah, Caront Incorporated, the owner, Marcus Milander, trains Brian Sears in the bike on Crisado Delanoche. And you know what, Jessica? Wheat, wow. We talked talked about Marcus Milander and how good he is at such a young age. Yes. And uh, I'll tell you what, before it's all said and done, I don't think this is going to be his first international trot win. Um. I agree with you 100%. Like I said before, they had a barn down in Lexington. I share the barn, and they do a very good job with their horses. Always look very good, and this horse looks good as well. And I mean, it and it showed at 30 to one. It, he was obviously overlooked, and um, he he prevailed. Sir did uh, number nine, Lionel. Well, I'll tell you what, what a tough effort he went. He was uh, he made a really nice move at Marion Marauder. Followed Marion Marauder up as Marion Marauder cleared then dueled with him, and it looked like in mid-stretch he was going to hold off Crisano Delanoche, but, uh, you know, the six-year-old just turned it up a notch and just got past Lionel, who has really turned into a very, very good trotter. But let's talk about the incident in the first turn here. Jessica Pastore, Bob, and Ringo Star Trep, they lost all chance right at that first turn. They did, and it looked like, okay, when they were going really fast there for a second, it almost looked like the four interfered with him, but I'm not quite sure. Let's take Oh, well, then they cut us off. Well, Never mind. I, I, it almost looked like he took out his front leg, you know, to you, be honest with you. You have to wonder. And once again, you can you can re-race this thing a thousand times in your head, and it'll probably turn out different every time. But what if the four and the five didn't break the complexion of the race there would have changed very quickly? Because then Ariana G wouldn't have gotten away as well as she did. She would have been fifth on the rail. She would have had to pull either first up or get locked in. Absolutely. So congratulations to the connections of Crisado Deladonchi. They win the $1 million Yonkers International Trot. We'll come back with more interviews and we'll talk a little bit more about what happened in the big one here at Yonkers. 30 to one shot Crisado Deladonchi from Sweden with the upset that is Sweden's sixth win in the International Trot. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Back in a moment. Are you a student looking to log volunteer hours or just someone interested in spending free time giving back in your local community? Pacing for the Cure could use your help. We need volunteers at local events to help with fundraising and to assist with the annual dinner party planning activities. Please email Janine at pacingforthecure.org for more information. Again, that's Janine at pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Pacing for the Cure annual sponsorship opportunities are available on the pacingforthecure.org website under the donor tab. Choose your sponsorship level or customize your own sponsorship package. This is a great time to reserve a table sponsorship at the annual Pacing for the Cure fundraising dinner party in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in November. As always, there will be great food, entertainment, and prizes at the annual event. Visit pacingforthecure.org. We're back. 
Time of Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich along with Jessica Otten. Congratulations to Corsado Delanelci. The upset in the $1 million Yonkers International Trot. We're joined right now by Jordan Stratton. Jordan, first of all, before we talk about a bit of a legend, boy, that was a wild one, that International Trot, wasn't it? Yeah, that was crazy. You know, Brian seems to always be in the right spot at the right time. And, <laughs> I mean, he's just a great driver, and the trip worked out. And, the, you know, the Melander crew always does a great job, but congratulations to them. Yeah, 30 to 1 upset. Uh, you've got business to attend to coming up in race number 11, the Dan Rooney $250,000 invitational pace. And it'll be you and the, an old warrior that you certainly know a lot, uh, certainly know very well, bit of a legend. Very nice win last time and 51 to 1 over this racetrack. Tell us a little bit about how he's coming into it. He was really good last week. He was out first over a long time. And, you know, he wore, wore down the horse on the front and paced right to the wire. He saw the earplugs in, plenty of pace. And, I was really, really happy with him. You know, we're not shipping across the country this time, but that being said, McWicket's on a you know a career career roll right now. He's probably the sharpest horse in the country right now. Yeah, certainly is. But he really doesn't have a whole lot of speed. And you know, and of course, the one of the big storylines of this race is Lazarus was scratched out from post position number six. Now, the fact that Lazarus won't be in this does it affect your strategy at all, or not really? Um, you know, on a race like this, going for two hundred fifty thousand, you just gotta. Got to play the gate and see see what everyone else does. You know, if you go in with a game plan and something doesn't work out and you're stuck and, you know, you just, just play it as it comes. This is a horse that's made over $2.3 million and a horse, obviously, you're very familiar with. You've gotten uh, quite a few drives for trainer Pete Tritt, and I saw Pete walking around in the paddock. Does Pete give you any any kind of advice or anything on uh, on game day, or is, is he just figured just, it's up to you, my friend? Um, at, at this point, I think a uh, bit of a legend and I know each other pretty well, so he, he really doesn't say much. But, uh, you know, Pete's great to drive for. He does a great job, and what he says about his horses, the little bit that he does say, you know, he's a hundred percent spot on. And, you know, if you were going to make up a horse for Yonkers raceway, it would be a bit of a legend. He's just a little horse. He gets around the turns. Perfect. And, you know, he, he really loves this track. Home court advantage. Jordan, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. My friend, best of luck to you in race 11 and beyond. Thank you. All right. That was Jordan Stratton. He's going to be handling the driving responsibilities of four bit of a legend in race number 11. Let's bring back in Jessica Otten. The prices unbelievable jessica i hope you have some of this so you could buy dinner after the broadcast uh no i guess not 62 62.50 for crusado delanoche look at the payoff 698 dollar exacta fourteen thousand dollar try fifteen hundred dollar pick four and how about that super for a two dollar bill sixty seven thousand plus wow but you know i don't bet much i'm not even gonna lie i can't cap these races for you guys and sometimes i help western fair and i never bet anything well, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad. Wait, but you do it. You take it from a horseman's perspective quite yeah. a bit, and and uh, you know, I th- I'll tell you what though. Getting back to this race, let's talk a little bit about some of the tough luck horses. Marion Marauder, you know, he had to work hard in the middle portion of that race. Yes. Was second over as Ariana G was clearing, lost that cover, then cleared at the half and was hounded by Lionel ever since, and just didn't have anything left in the tank. You know, and I was kind of shocked. I mean, horses all race versatile and race different ways, but there were a lot of levers coming out of the mm-hmm. gate. And if I was in that race, I wouldn't want my my horse on the front for very long until the end because it, it takes a lot out of a horse, and I wouldn't want him out five, four of the five turns at either. So, like you said, like I said, very versatile, very versatile race. And like you said, we wouldn't know what would happen if these two horses didn't run on the front end. It would have been a whole different ballgame. 
It really would have. Uh, but what about Arazi Boko from the eight showing a lot of speed there? And he does show some speed on paper. But once again, from post eight in two trailers, you don't really expect him to get there like he did clear Ariana G here. And maybe if the two breakers weren't in front of him, he wouldn't have got there. If the two breakers didn't, didn't break, I don't think he would have gotten there. I feel like he would have been still parked on the outside. But then again, you, you don't really know what's going to happen. I just see that because those two horses, one of them was the favorite, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like they wouldn't give it up as as easy as they did. And I would say one more takeaway of this race before we get on to the next race is two up and quick. This horse really got shuffled in behind Arazi Boko, who was really tired towards the end. And up and quick was finishing with a whole lot of trot towards the end of that mile. So uh, obviously he'll be back heading, heading out overseas. For those of you that are listening in France and want to bet back horse, maybe up and quick could uh, <laughs> be one of those horses. But the, once again, congratulations to the connections of Chris, Chris Delanoche. And we just saw, or we just Cammy Houghton, the director of racing here at oh. Yonkers, just passed by us as they were showing. Now, he he's a numbers guy. He's mm-hmm. interested in the handle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he just saw the handle of that race as he was walking by. $275,000 total that Yonkers did on that race. 126000 in the wind pool. It's pretty good. Oh, for sure. I mean, like you said, and it was a very good race to bet. I mean, they were all com- like obviously coming from all over the place, but you don't see that very often. And the general public, obviously... It attracts them, and they're going to put some money down. All right. So uh, let's see. Race number nine is coming up. We are 14 minutes away from a start. I'm going to have to get another program because I didn't get the good uh, the good the luck of the draw. <laughs> Race number nine is coming up here on Yonkers. Let's see. We're about 14 minutes away from a start. They are going pretty much on uh, on time. On time. Yeah. And before we go any further, Yonkers is doing a great job with these camera views. Yeah. The one above is like I, I haven't played catch driver game yet i don't know if you have oh, oh I, no I think, no not me no no i'm pretty sure i saw you post something about it anyways <laughs> but they're doing the view just like on the game and i think that's very well for the public um nobody wants to watch the typical all the time you know what i mean mm-hmm. i mean even for a horseman i, I don't want to see the typical view all the time that's, i think they're doing a very good job absolutely well you've got the drone flying over and you've got the different camera angles hats off i'll tell you what the the crew here at yonkers has just done an amazing job i mean even in the promotion of this race the promotion of the event last night um i know you were in town but i had a chance to see they were posting pictures on facebook i guess uh, they give the the drivers and the horsemen a boat ride there kind yeah. of a, a look around new york city and uh, they had the nice yonkers international <laughs> Trot. Uh, I'm not sure what it was. It was some kind of big logo. I don't know if it was like an ice sculpture or something, but it was uh, really, really beautiful. And, and I'll tell you what, they have really shown a lot of hospitality to the horsemen coming from overseas. Yes, they did. And they they did a very good job. I didn't get a chance to go on the boat, but um, it looks like they had a, a very good time. All right, let's take a look at race number nine real quick before we get to a timeout. We're 12 minutes away from a start, and this is a good one, Jessica. It's an open trot. Once again, it's going a mile and a quarter, and we've got a good field of 10 here to do battle. A lot of familiar horses uh, in this race. Dason draws post number one for the Burke Brigade. Obviously, he's going to get some wagering attention. We've got a horse that I'm pretty familiar with, Omago, starting from post position number five. He's got 40 wins in the bank as he continues to creep closer to $1 million in career earnings. And once again, we've got the two trailers here, Jessica with nine Lord Cromwell and 10 deep impact starting from the second tier. Yeah. And like you said, they go a mile and a quarter here. So I, I like watching those kind of races, um, not just as a fan, but as a horseman as well, because you really do get to see how strong the horses really are. 
Absolutely. We're going to uh, dive into this race a little bit more. Don't forget, we've got one more stakes race left on the broadcast. It is race 11 on the program. Uh, that is the $250,000 Dan Rooney Invitational. Number six, Lazarus is scratched out of this race. We just had a chance to talk to Jordan Stratton about number four, Bit of a Legend. We'll get into that. Plus, much, much more. More guests, more interviews. The international trot may be over, but the broadcast rolls on. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by our good friends at Bet America. Mike, in a moment. At Bet America, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the Bet America way. Horse Youth Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. Twelve championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast home a champion here. Breeders Crown 2018 coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there. Foils again, dead game. Clear vision right on the outside. Pit Rock on the inside. Photo finish. Foils again and Pit Rock together. Back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich along with Jess Scott. And right now we're joined at the broadcast location by driver Andy Miller, who finished second in the Harry Harvey trot with number two top flight angel. And uh, Andy, you certainly have to be happy with the way he raced here today. I was tickled to death. I kind of got away in a bad spot, third on the rail. I was worried about getting stuck in. And then uh, the backside when Dubay went three deep, I was able to slide over and – and then in the last turn, slide three wide and uh, chase after him. I just couldn't quite catch him, but he put in a big effort. Yeah, a lot of interesting moving parts in that particular race, as was the international trot. No, you didn't have. I know you didn't have an interest in the international trot, but nonetheless, just watching it, boy, that was a wild one. It, it, it's always interesting watching a big race like that. You know, it was a great race, and uh, Brian did a heck of a job. There was a lot of movement up front, and uh, he was patient and got there right at the wire. Yeah, certainly did. Let's uh, look ahead a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the Breeders' Crown. What can we expect from uh, the Andy Miller Charge coming up in a couple of weeks? Uh, we've, next week? we've got a couple. Uh, we've got two two-year-olds going in there, uh, Special Honor and Prospect Hill, who've been pretty having a pretty good year. So uh, we're excited about them. And then we got a couple three-year-olds, uh, Metz Hall, Hayden Hanover, and uh, uh, um, Saborium. Those are our three-year-olds, and then I think we're putting Top Flight Angel in the age trot. Oh, very interesting. Okay. And before I let you go, I do want to ask you about 
an old buddy of mine, uh, an overnight horse, but a, a good a good guy nonetheless. Old Jack Vernon want to get it here in Philadelphia. <laughs> Uh, the other day. Uh, tell us a little bit about him. Uh, we actually uh, bought our owners out because uh, they were wanting to get out of him, and uh, he's won three in a row since. So very fast horse, and just, you know, he's got his little quirks, and uh, you got to take a little time with him, give him a week off here and there. But, uh, you know, he, he loves racing and is a sharp little horse. All right, Andy, before we let you go, obviously we, we've had a chance to ask a lot of other drivers, haven't had a chance to ask you about the passing lane being gone. I know it's been gone for nine months, but uh, any difference uh, as far as your driving style or any opinion on it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a big difference to everybody's driving style without the passing lane, but uh, the drivers adapt to it. And, you know, personally, I, I think the passing lane is a good thing, but, uh, you know, maybe it mixes things up a little bit more. And, you know, some people move when they shouldn't, and it, it, uh, it changes the races some, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. The Orange Crush. Andy Miller, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. Thank you. All right, that was Andy Miller. Uh, good second place finish in the Harry Harvey today with Top Flight Angel. He's certainly going to be a busy man coming up. The Breeders' Round Elimination Week front today. And uh, Jessica rejoins us here on the program. And Jessica, you will be in action. Hold on, we got the we got to turn Marcus Melander down here. He's uh, He's enjoying that win a little bit too much. Now he's talking to Frank Drucker right now. Of course, Marcus Milander winning the International Tron, for those of you that missed it, with the 30-to-1 shot, Crisado Delanoche. But uh, Jessica, in just a couple of weeks' time, we will be, and I am so excited, we will be at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono broadcasting live. And uh, Breeders' Crown is always a special time of year. It's 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 kind of bittersweet though because you know when it's Breeders' Crown time you you know that that it's coming to an end this, the whole summer. Yeah, I'm extremely excited. I have never been to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono, so I'm extremely excited to see um, just the facility. And like you said, the Breeders' Crown is just such a fun time. I was able to go to the Meadowlands two years ago for my first live broadcast and uh, Breeders' Crown, and then last year Hoosier was amazing. Um, I got to see a lot of great races. I mean. It's just the best time of the year for racing, and like you said, it is bittersweet, but honestly, I'm ready for my schedule to slow down, and I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that now you've been in post-time with Mike and Mike for a couple of years, and you've been to all these different racetracks. I mean, this was kind of a little bit late notice, I mean, you know, to, to put together the uh, – you had some riding partners, I see, but to yes, come out yes, here, yes. yeah. But and, and that helps too because oh, it's sure. an eleven hour drive. Yeah, and you know, I usually try to fly out here, but it was last minute. My mom wanted to come. We have family out here that I get to see tomorrow, which is gonna be great. And then one of my friends has never been to New York City or anything and she's in the business. So, you know, I was just a, let's take a road trip kind of thing. So we yeah. did it and it was it wasn't a bad drive at all. I mean I slept most of the way anyway, so <laughs> you love, I love those impromptu road trips, but uh, the big apple never disappoints. I seen you had a chance to spend some time last night in New York City yeah. and it, it, it never disappoints does yep, it yep and yonkers put me right up in one of the hotels in um, new york city as well it's a very very beautiful facility and i plan on going back on new york city tonight <laughs> all right fantastic <laughs> listen we're going to take uh, a very brief time out when we come back we'll uh, talk about what's coming up here in race number nine it's an open affair for pacers you've got post time with mike and mike presented by bet america 
Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback farm.com New Vocations Resource Adoption Program Retrain Rehab Rehome New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. America Mike Bozich along with Jessica Otten here at the broadcast location, broadcasting live from Yonkers Raceway. It's time to Jessica to take a look at race number nine. It is the open trot and open trot, a mile and a quarter, uh, going for a purse of fifty-four thousand eight hundred dollars. Once again, a good field of ten. And let's start, Je- uh, Jessica, by talking about number one, the Burke Brigades, Dason. Dason right now at nine to five. For Ron Burke and George Brennan coming off of a second place finish at Poconos, 53 flat, 28 and 4 at the end of it. Eight, only eight starts this year with one win in two seconds. Number two is Kinetic King, owned by Harmon Racing. Brian Kleinberg, Rob Harmon, the trainer. We're both very familiar with yes. Rob Harmon. Jim Marone Jr. in the bike. Kinetic King has won two of his last three. Gets post-improvement. His 21 career wins of 136 starts. And four of 28. Uh, any kind of share here, I think, would put him over the $100,000 mark in seasonal earnings. Yes, and like you said, we're very familiar with Rob Harmon, so I always love to see the Michigan people that have moved out here do well. Um, moving on to number three, Boffin. Mm-hmm. Boffin for the Annette Lorenz and Sable Yannick Jr. gets the call. Morning line, 7 to do. I don't know what he is right now. But um, just 13 starts this year. Six wins, one second, one third. Um, over $500,000 made. Coming off of a second place finish in um, not open company, but a numbers of 30000 last five, which is practically open company. Right. Um, here right at Yonkers. I'm trotting in 55, home in 29 and 4. 
Number four, Sumatra, owned by Joe Smith, trained by Tom Fanning, Joe Bonjourno drives. Tom Fanning stable has been red hot already with a win here today with Photo Bomber Hanover. Sumatra's looking for his 25th career win off a fourth place finish against slightly lower, but this is kind of a weird collection of open horses, Jessica. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of these horses with similar condition lines, and only one horse in this whole field actually shows a win in an open line, and that's number seven. We'll talk about her in a minute. And I believe she's also the lone mare in this field, but Sumatra is 8-1 to one morning line. And once again, we'll have to wait for him to put the odds up to figure out what he actually is. <laughs> uh, moving on to the 5, El Mago for the Scott D. Domenico born Tim Tietrich aboard for CCL or CC Racing LLC. 18 starts this year, hitting the board eight times. Um, almost $800,000 in lifetime earnings. Coming off of a win here at Yonkers um, in a lower class level, trotting at 55-2, and two, 29 at the end of it. Number six is Gold Medal Swan, owned by trainer Mark Silva. Brian Sears is in the bike. Had a chance to see Gold Medal Swan in my neck of the woods pick up a win, and that now is at 20,000 last five, and that was a pretty good field, Jessica. Opulent Yankee and a dream baby dream. Opulent Yankee, when he's going good, he is definitely an open trotter. Does have some speed. We'll need it to overcome post six. Brian Sears just won with post six with Cruzado right. Delanoche in the Yonkers yeah. International Trot right now, nine to one on Gold Medal Swan. Um, we move down to the seven Westland Dancer, uh, the Richard Bank of, Bank of Barn, Jason Bartlett aboard was morning line 20 to 1 and now is 13 to 1 on the board coming off of a qualifier. It looks like it had a little time off, um, but did participate in the open handicap here. Was it? Yep, at Yonkers, but didn't look like he had very much luck. Yeah, she's the only one with an open win, but once again, the time off and the break line and the post position, there's a lot to be uh, skeptical yeah. here. But 12 to 1, getting uh, getting bet on a little bit. Right. Number 8, Lean Hanover. Uh, Paula Wellwood trains, of course. Uh, Paula is the trainer of uh, Marion Marauder, who raced uh, today in the uh, Yon- the uh, Yonkers International Trot, also owned by uh, Karen Carroll. Scott Zeron will drive. Lean Hanover's won two of his last four. This is definitely a tougher group, only making his second local start, though, and uh, his first start was good here at Yonkers. Yeah, you know, and there's probably definitely, uh, like you said, second local start here, room for improvement. I mean, post-date does be a little tough here on this. Um, track, but moving on to the nine, Lord Cromwell for Carolyn Atherton, Edward Hart trains, Jordan Stratton aboard, coming off of a win here at Yonkers, 54 and 1, 29 and 2 at the end of it. Um, 18 starts this year, hitting the board, nine of those. And number 10, Deep Impact. Another one starting from the second tier. I had a chance to watch this horse last week at Harris Philly, owned by Man Cam Trotting Corporation. Danielle Dubay for Okaswanstad, a three-length win last time. Danielle Dubay uh, won the other stakes race here earlier today mm-hmm. with We Roo. Uh, Deep Impact, that was uh, not a... a it wasn't a bad field that he beat last time, but this is certainly a major step up for a deep impact. But you could never count out Ocas wants that trotter, Jessica. No, you cannot. I mean, he does a phenomenal job. All right. So we've got a field of 10 here. One look at the odds board, 8-5 to five on the one horse, and that is Dayson. Let's see. We've got nine to two on three Boffin, and eight to one on six Gold Medal Swan. Nine to one on four Sumatra. Also nine to two from Lord Cromwell, who was, or is, I should say, our pick on post time with Mike and Mike. And uh, I'm going to stick with him from the second tier, Jordan Stratton in the bike. And they're heading to the gate. All right. So the countdown clock has expired. Starting gate has yet to move into position. And there it goes. Field of 10 to do battle. Once again, 9 Lord Cromwell, 10 deep impact start from the second tier. We'll be on the air until 
the 11th race. And, of course, that is the Dan Rooney, the $250,000 Invitational Pace. So we'll be checking out of here right after that. But we certainly appreciate everybody joining us on this broadcast. Don't forget to uh, check out our show every Thursday, 1030 a.m. Eastern Time. We've got great guests, good interviews, and uh, we keep you up to date on what's going on in the harness racing world. Without further ado, let's send it up to the voice of Yonkers, John Herman. It's race number nine on this Saturday afternoon at Yonkers Open Trot. And Trotters set for the ninth race at a mile and one quarter. Here they come. They're off. Good start. Kinetic King left. From between horses, Boffin on the far outside. Speed from the Invader Gold Medal Swan. That's where the inside is Dason. Then we go back from the inside to Lord Cromwell and Deep Impact. Then out the two path there is Sumatra. A good eight and a half lengths from the lead. Far the back is Ilmago, Westland Dancer. That's the lone mare. And Lean Hanover got away tenth. The race at the top of the stretch and ranging up on the outside to take the lead. Jingra and Boffin. Boffin strikes the lead. Leads it now over Kinetic King as they approach the quarter pole. Dason is not far away in third. Then it's a gap of two and a half to gold medal Swan, who sits five lengths from the lead and two and clear of Lord Cromwell. Then deep impact, seven from the top behind a 29 and one. Opening quarters, these open trotters headed to the back stretch. Far the back is Sumatra and Ilmago. There's a good nine lengths from the lead at this point. The back markers are Westland Dancer and a daunting task for long shot Lean Hanover, who's about 14 lengths from the leader, and that leader is Boffin, just outside the half, has it by a length over Kinetic King. Dason's on hold by Brennan. They go in a half mile in 58 and 1, moving on the paddock turn the second time. In fourth is the Invader Gold Medal, Swan and Sears, five from the top, looking to flush that one out is Lord Cromwell from six lengths away. Lord Cromwell takes to the outside. Then a break up two more to Deep Impact. Sumatra's a good nine lengths from the lead as they approach the three-quarter pole. Farther back of the field on the outside comes Lean Hanover, moves up two spots. Then comes Ilmago, and trailing in tenth now is the lone mare, West Lynn Dancer, as Dason, the favorite, comes first up. They've gone three-quarters at 128 and 132nd breather there for Jingra and Boffin. Boffin cruising along, making a break at the back was West Lynn Dancer. Westland Dancers off stride. It's Boffin at 5-1, to one, leading it over Kinetic King. Dason under pressure now toward the inside is gold medal Swan. Lord Cromwell sweeps into contention three wide. And Sumatra's going with that one. Things tightening up now. In between horses is Lean Hanover against the cones. is a bottled-up deep impact. And then Ilmago. They went the mile 157 on the final turn, but it's still Boffin clear. Boffin by two and a half over Kinetic King. Circling rivals on the far outside. Lord Cromwell, Dason has packed it in, into the stretch with Boffin to catch. And Boffin has a three-length lead. Kinetic King second on the inside, gold medal swan, far outside Sumatra, but it's all Boffin. One at by three and a half. Kinetic King second, third, it appeared to be gold medal swan. All right, Boffin takes care of business in the open trot for trainer Annette Lorenzen and driver Yannick Jingra. And Jessica, it just appears that Boffin got away a little bit too easy on the front end. I mean, he was strong. I mean, he what cleared the front. I mean, the thing in the two, I believe, was the two. Yeah, I mean, he did make him work for it there a little bit. But after that, he was freaking phenomenal. 
Yeah, he certainly was. Eight-year-old Kelvin Dines at Auto Hanover owned by ACL Struder, Kel Johansson, and trainer Annette Lorenzen. This is his 47th career win, so certainly Jessica, this horse, no stranger to the winner's circle. No. Seven of 14, a high percentage winner. And uh, he takes down the line for $54,800 purse, Kinetic King. Good effort for uh, our buddy trainer Rob Harmon for this yeah. second. Yeah, I agree. And, like, this close-up right here of this horse, you can just see how how well – and strong he trotted through the wire, even with the added distance onto it. He looked strong all, the whole mile. And, you know, and, and that's another thing I think that, that I at least pay attention to. Now, you as a horse person may know a little bit better, but I like to watch the activity after the wire. Not yes. long after the wire, mm-hmm. but short after the wire, because, you know, you see horses that, okay, it looks like on paper they close home in 27 and 1, but then they, they stop right after the wire. And then there's right. horses that continue to stride through confidently well past the wire. Is that something that a, a gambler could look look to? Yeah, if you're a gambler here that's here almost all the time and you see the horses week in and week out and you see like like you said, you can see 26 and change, or 27 and change on the program, but if you're not paying attention to how they look when they cross the wire, right. they could be a stopping 27 just because they, they clock 27. I mean, the miles nowadays are going freaky fast, yes. obviously, and if they don't have something in the tank after the wire or right at the wire, they are done. They're, give, they're giving up the, the mile pretty much, and I as a horseman perspective, as an owner perspective, I like to see my horse have something in the tank at the wire, after the wire, because, you know, they're going to pace or trot right through it. Right. Seven to two on the, or actually five to one on number three, Boffin. So good mutuals up there. Good odds. Two kinetic King, 10 to one, finishing second. Number six, gold medal swan. Who had a pretty good trip, found the three hole. But uh, like I said, we they, they just went real soft on top for anybody to close. 11 to one third. Number one, Dason at seven to five, finished fourth. And he had a tough first over journey. Three, two, six, one, eight. Uh, why are they putting the fifth place number up there? They don't have a high five, do they? Nah. Uh, no, no. Nah, three, two, six, one, super effective. They're just making the fifth place finisher feel good. Actually, Lean Hanover had a pretty good trip there. Or yes. pretty, he, I, this horse, uh, or he didn't have a good trip, but he had a lot of trot left yes. towards the end. He, yeah, he was backed away. I mean, like I said, with the A-hole, it is kind of tough here with the added distance as well, and he did have a lot of trot at the end of it. All right, we'll get you uh, prices and more coming up tonight at Yonkers. Don't forget, we're going to be on till. A little bit after the 11th race, the 11th race is the Dan Rooney, $250,000 invitational pace. A little bit of the drama of that race. Jessica's been taken away with the scratch of six Lazarus, but uh, two McWicked always, uh, you know, brings a, sh- brings a show, um, you know, no matter where he goes. And yes. This is a really good story because, you know, this is a horse that kind of disappeared for a couple of years. Yes. Casey Coleman got him back, and now, obviously, as a seven-year-old, he once again is Phenomenal. in fine, fine form. And he'll have to take on Bit of a Legend, who pretty much is the king of this racetrack. Yeah, Bit of a Legend is the king of just about any half-mile racetrack, I believe. He he loves a half. Big Wicked, like you said. A, a bit on the older side, just being seven. And for Casey, she doesn't really keep him around as much or as long as she used to. And this horse has really come into form this year. And, I mean, I've I followed him all year round being at all the Grand Circuit events. But he seems to be very sharp, and the two-hole does play in his favor. It certainly does. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll have more on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has the power to bring a life changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. 
The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. Over the past 25 years, Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. Join the revolution at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Are you a student looking to log volunteer hours or just someone interested in spending free time giving back in your local community? Pacing for the Cure could use your help. We need volunteers at local events to help with fundraising and to assist with the annual dinner party planning activities. Please email Janine at pacingforthecure.org for more information. Again, that's Janine at pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Pacing for the Cure annual sponsorship opportunities are available on the pacingforthecure.org website under the donor tab. Choose your sponsorship level or customize your own sponsorship package. This is a great time to reserve a table sponsorship at the annual Pacing for the Cure fundraising dinner party in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in November. As always, there will be great food, entertainment, and prizes at the annual event. Visit pacingforthecure.org. 12 championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick and a coast home champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018, coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there. Foiled again, dead game. Clear vision laid on the outside. Pit Rock on the inside. Photo finish. Foiled again at Pit Rock together. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. 
Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot-enriched states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the Barn. Back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, broadcasting live from Yonkers Raceway. Mike Bozich along with Jessica Otten. And Jessica, the sun is starting to set on what was and continues to be a very good day of racing here at the track that they called, called the Old Hilltop. Yes, it, and like you said, it was a very good day of racing. Um, thank goodness the sun came out, though, because it was a little drear this morning, and it just doesn't make for a fun day if it's cloudy and no sun outside. But it turned out to be a very beautiful day, although I'm a little confused on Mother Nature. In Indiana, it was 80 degrees on Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday, it dropped down to the 60s. But when I woke up Thursday morning, I was frozen. It was 40 degrees. Now you talk about Indiana, Indiana and, of course, you – are from Michigan. I'm actually from Indiana, but I spend a good majority of my, well, not a majority, but a good 10 year period in mm-hmm. Michigan. Uh, and uh, of course you are from Michigan. Yes. Um, have you seen the pictures of Hazel Park? I have, and it's been absolutely heartbreaking. It has I, it? It's just, I'm not old, but I spent a lot of years there, you know, racing horses and I owned horses that raced there. And it was probably one of my favorite tracks to race. And, you know, it's just, the whole state of Michigan has become sad, but it, that that one was hard. Yeah, it certainly is. And, you know, you see those pictures every day, and it's like it's piece by piece. They started with the barn area. I think yep. the barn area is completely gone, completely demolished now. Yep. And then, uh, of course, what got to me was the grandstand because that was my old announcers booth there right. for 10 years. And, and now they're starting to work on the clubhouse and uh, just a real sad situation, real sad how that worked out. But, you know, listen, let's give credit where credit is due as far as Michigan racing goes. The Carlos are keeping it going. Yes. You yes. know, at Northville Downs. And what have you heard about Sports Creek? So funny you say that. Um, like you said, the Carlos keeping it going. They're two brothers who love the sport of harness racing and everything to do with it. So a hats off to them. I did read something on Facebook today saying that there was some sort of signing with Sports Creek in. I don't know all the details, so I really can't talk about it. But once I go and read the article, when I find it again, I will be able to talk about it. But it seems to be um, they're going to be trying to get simulcasting there January 1st. They signed something with the Thoroughbreds. My mom says that it's a it's a step in the right direction. You know, she's been a teller at almost all the racetracks in the state of Michigan. Um, she thinks that this can help a lot, and the MHHA board as well thinks that this is going to help a lot. And if we can have a relationship with the thoroughbreds, finally, I think that it is a step in the right direction. The Carloses do need to figure out what they're going, what their next 
next step is going to be, whether it's building a new facility or teaming up with these new thoroughbreds. You know, that's one of the things that, uh, and I've been to numerous, numerous meetings with the state where, you know, we've time and time again tried to get expanded gaming, tried to get something. As you know, Jessica, we had it a couple of times, and for some reason, it was just never able to get past the finish line. But, you know, when the gaming board took over, this was about four or five years ago, maybe Mm -hmm. even longer than that now, when they disposed of the racing commission and put everything under the gaming board there, um, they used to always tell us when we used to come, because the thoroughbreds would sit on one side of the room, Mm -hmm. and we would sit on the other side of the room, and we were never, ever ever on no. agreement with anything. No. And they used to always tell us, listen, if you came to Lansing with a more unified front, you can get so much more accomplished. And you know, I witnessed that at a very young age. I think I was 15 years. I know I wasn't able to drive, but I went down to Lansing and I testified in front of the House and Senate. And you know, we were on a complete opposite sides of mm-hmm. the room. And you know, I hate to be this way, but the Thoroughbreds were not friendly people. Like They did not want to work together. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a shame for the whole situation yeah. all the way around. As a matter of fact, was that the day when Brett Boyd put together that impassioned? I'll never forget that. I won't either. I wasn't there that day, but I did end up watching it. It was probably a couple weeks later that I went. But, I mean, you can tell Brett Boyd is very passionate about mm-hmm. this business, and he's probably one of my favorite people. Um, and he'll get you crying because he's just so passionate about what he does and what he loves. That was one of the most impassioned speeches I've ever seen. As a matter of fact, it might be on YouTube somewhere. I can't remember where I got it, but somebody put it online. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was. I don't think Facebook Live had their thing. No, no Facebook Live went around. No. It. It, it's probably on YouTube. If you yeah. if you search it, you're crafty enough with the search uh, words, you might be able to find it. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, you know, seeing those pictures of Hazel Park really, really just uh, is unbelievable. But uh, Let's get back to business here, Jessica. If in case you missed it, the winner of the one hundred or the one million dollar Yonkers International Trot was Crisado Delanoche. You talked a little bit about uh, Marcus Melander, how you had a chance to kind of get to know him a little bit in Lexington. Indiana, right? Le- in Lexington, Lexington, right? Lexington, Lexington, yes. Yeah, um, a little bit, you know, he's like you said, had some good horses. He's at, at a very young age, so like you said, this probably won't be his first or last, or I mean, it will be his last international trot, but he's done a, a great job. He got crazy. Wow. I think it was the Maple Leaf trot that he won. And, you know, he's got that very, very talented two-year-old Colt Trotter, um, Green Manalishi, mm-hmm. I believe his name is. Just got beat last week in Lexington, I think for the first time, but very, very good looking horse. I mean, they run a very good uh, facility, yeah. stable, I guess you could say. Um, good workers, nice people. It's a family affair. Both the brothers and the sister are there and, you know, just good people all around. And that's an operation that pretty much has success with trotters, and you see, we see that even on um, a, a smaller scale. Like, like there was, there's people in Michigan that just basically like trotters over yes. pacers, yep. and primarily have trotters over pacers. What's, what do you think the reason for that is? What, what's so appealing about a trotter? Uh, then, you know, the people don't like to have pacers. You know, growing up, my dad was always a pacer guy. Yeah. Always, always, always a pacer guy. We had one or two, and the older I got. Our owners had a broodmare that was a, a trotter, and we ended up getting trotters. And, you know, it was kind of around the time that I just kind of became a groom. And trotters are so hard to figure out sometimes. I mean, pacers are too, don't get me wrong. But if you can't keep a trotter flat, you're screwed. Like, yep, it's like right. it's not Pacers you don't see running all of the time. I mean, sometimes you do. But when you can get a trotter going and a trotter going fast, it's just they're so they're so nice to take care of. I, ta- I took care of a trotter recently for the Wrens. Um, 
no overcheck, no hobbles, no boots, no nothing. And I mean, he just had a stride on him that was monstrous. I mean, you do see the charges with the trotting hobbles, but you know, that's just kind of keep them on stride. But once you can get a fast trotter that goes smoothly, I don't have a preference, honestly. I love all horses, but it's, it's just nice to take care of a, a trotter that goes and goes well. How long does it take a horseman to get familiar enough with a horse to say, okay, I am satisfied with the equipment that the horse has on? Well, um, or is it, it, is it it's, a, it's a work probably, in progress? It's probably a work in progress yeah. and a preference for everybody. My dad and I had this horse um, just a couple of years ago, Navy Lieutenant. I swear we changed his bit and overcheck every single start because we could not get it to the point where he was comfortable and he was a horse that had a lot of breathing problems. So we put a choke plate on him. We put a Kurt Davis on him. We put his head up high. We tied his tongue out. We changed his driving bit. I mean, it literally every start, his bridle changed. If it was open, if it was blind, if it were, we put cups with holes on him. I mean, and he improved in one part and didn't improve in the other part. So then you have to mix and match and go from there. It's just, it's it's a gamble, really. And, you know, you're speaking of gamble from the gambler's point of view. And I know that, you know, on a lot of tracks, on most mm-hmm. tracks now, like right now, number two, Shooter's Dream equipment change minus mini bit. You see these equipment changes now scroll on the bottom of the screen. How much is a gambler supposed to pay attention to that? I mean, if the gambler do, from my perspective, I think every program should have an equipment card in them, like uh, what, what equipment is, like a blind bridle, an open bridle, a mini bit, a dog chain, a head pull, just because a mini bit is to help control a horse. Now, if they're taking a mini bit off of it, it you, he's going to be closer near the front, in, in my opinion, because a mini bit helps you know them relax a little bit. But I think that every racetrack should have that in their program, and I think every racetrack should announce equipment changes. Like in Lexington, they pulled the shoes on a lot of horses because the track was just phenomenal. They didn't announce to the betters that they, they pulled shoes. And, and, and to me, I believe that that is a, a, a better's interest. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... Atlanta didn't have her, her um, shoes pulled the first um, division or elimination because Zeron said that he didn't think that she would be as good coming back into the final if she had her shoes off both races and then they pulled it in the final and look at what she did right so basically equipment like one little piece of equipment can make the world a difference in ours completely if you go from open to blind and blind to open i mean it's literally you can see and then you can't see so i i think that the betters need to know that all right let's quickly take a look at this field jessica we're about five minutes away from the start here and they are going to go on time we do have a field of 10 it is an optional claiming thirty thousand dollar affair numbers of twenty thousand last five they're going a mile and a quarter on the truck close to thirty thousand dollars on the person we'll start jessica with tober over out of the Ed Hart barn for uh, Jim Rohn Jr. It does not look like he raced very well last time. Looked like he made a break and going to the quarter. But other than that, he's had a second and a win. Looks like he trots about 55, 56, which, which is what you can really ask for in a trotter. Closing up on the $900,000 in earnings, he's got 852000 in career earnings. To Freddie Mac, and by Advantage Racing Stable, Rob Harmon uh, training once again, getting the two-hole. This time, yeah. driver Scott Ciron in the bike, and uh, Freddie Mac's looking for his 10th win, but right now is a long shot here. Yes, and then we go to the three, which is scratch, so we'll head down to the four wild smile for the gym. Uh, Looks like Calabrese. Calabrese, no. the, the trainer, Jim, John Calabrese. Jeez. No. Brian Sears gets the call. Um, almost $250, $250,000 in the bank. 25 starts this year, hitting the uh, winner circle just three times, but comes off of a win here at Yonkers. And then Adam winners at 10000 last five, trotting in 57, 30 seconds at the end of it. But looks like he's kind of a versatile horse. Number four is 
Don Dream. Crawford Farms Racing owns John Boot and Shane Trains. Jason Bartlett is in the blank. This horse is getting a drop in class. Last time at this level did finish seventh, but has been up on the open end, preferreds, and does move in a spot from post five to post four with the scratch. So that uh, certainly could say something. Lightly raced horse, 31 starts, only eight wins, or eight wins of 31 starts, has three of 17 so far here in 2018. Next, we move to the six. He was um, on the board, six to one, Majestic Presence for the Julie Miller barn. Andy Miller gets the call. Um, coming in from Woodbine. Oh, a trainer change as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, honestly, that's a really big perspective, in my opinion. As you see, he's morning line 20 to one, but he's on the board at six to one. And Julie and Andy Miller are very obviously familiar with this uh, racing circuit here. So, it doesn't look like he's had a ton of luck up in Woodbine Mohawk Barn, but does look like... Um, he had a second two starts back and what looks like the non-orders of 11,000 left five to be claimed. But trotting in 54 and 53, again, coming to a half-mile track, I think you can't, you really can't count him out. And he's got a scratch, so he moves on to the five pole. Seven is Lily's Swan Pond, trained by Nick Sarakonic. Chingra on the bike, coming off a sixth-place finish last time. Post a two, post six which uh, could mean the world the difference. Actually, move inside just a couple of spots. Mm-hmm. Looking for his 20th career win right now, 7-1 to one on the board. The 8-chapter 2 is scratched, so we go to the second tier. So the second tier, again, the 9, always a good time from the Renee Allard Barn. Danny Dubay gets the call, coming off of a second-place finish here at Yonkers in the non of the 20 last five, trotting in 55, 28-4 at the end of it. 43 starts, lifetime, 8 trips to the winner's circle, and almost to the $300,000 mark. And number 10 is New Heaven from the Burnt Brigade. George Brennan will be doing the driving. This horse, uh, a good high percentage winner back in 2017. 10 of 29. He's got three wins so far this season. Coming off of a second at freehold in that preferred and was well beaten in the open. But then again, that was the first start in three months. And uh, it's very tough to, you know, try to classify horses coming from a freehold preferred to an upper condition level here at Yonkers. Oh, correct. Yes, 100%. Like you said, he did have a little bit of time off as well, so it's kind of hard to uh, have time off and then go into the open. All right, so the countdown clock is activated. 54 seconds right now, 5-2 to two on number 5, which is Don Dream. 9-2 to two on number 1, Tober. Six to one on it, number six, Majestic Presence. Nine, to, or rather, four to one on nine. Always a good time. Who uh, is along with uh, is one of two second tier starters in this race. Ten New Heaven, also four to one on the board for driver George Brennan and trainer Ron Burke. Once again, after this tenth race, it is the Dan Rooney two hundred fifty thousand dollar invitational pace. Scratch down to a field of seven with the scratch of six Lazarus. That, of course, getting a lot of attention. McWicket is probably going to be bit off the board there. But there's some good competition for him, Nuclear Dragon. We talked to Jordan Stratton, a bit of a legend. Jordan feels good about that horse's chances. But first things first, it is race number 10 on this 12-race program at Yonkers. The countdown clock has expired. Let's send it upstairs to the voice of Yonkers Raceway. John Hernan. They're off from the inside. Tober shows speed in between horses. Wild smile. Freddie Max there on the far outside is Majestic Presence coming on. And right there in the three path is Don Dream as they mix it up, moving around the paddock turn. Far in the back. Is New Heaven always a good time and trailing at eight? Lily Swan Pond off stride, majestic presence, the invader, majestic presence. 
is off stride. So as they trot toward the opening quarter, ranging up on the outside, here's Don Dream put in the game by Bartlett to take the lead. Don Dream to the front. Wild smile and back to second, and it's Tober third after the quick start. Two lengths back to Freddie Mac fourth. Sits about five lengths from the lead. Then New Heaven and always a good time. They trot the opening quarter at 29-3. Single file around the clubhouse turn the first time. Then Lily Swan Pond and settling down after the break is Majestic Presence in eighth, about nine lengths from the leader. And that's Don Dream, who has the best bit up the back stretch. Don Dream at eight to five. That's your favorite. Leading it by two. Over Wild Smile in the shadow of the half-mile pole. Tober's on hold in third. Then comes Freddie Mac fourth through a half-mile that was up in one minute flat, moving around the paddock turn the second time. Farther back in the field is Freddie Mac, the long shot, about six lengths for the lead. As New Heaven has been given his cue by Brennan. Here's New Heaven on the march. Then comes always a good time as they reach the top of the stretch and head towards three quarters. Two lengths back to Lily Swan Pond and far back is Majestic Presence, who made a break again as they head to that three-quarter pole with Don Dream. New Heaven on the outside gets first crack of the leader. Three quarters and 129 and three, 29 and three in the third quarter. As they circle the clubhouse turn, final time, Sears has the pocket with Wild Smile on the outside. Getting closer is always a good time with the three and a half lengths of the lead as they tighten up up the back stretch. And Lily Swan Pond started to hit his stride. And now off stride went Don Dream. Don Dream, the favorite off stride and off the course. New Heaven made the top. New Heaven confronted by always a good time. Splitting rivals, Lily Swan Pond. Freddie Max coming alive. Then comes Wild Smile and Tober had to switch lanes. They went the mile in 158 and 4. Coming to the top of the stretch. On the inside, it's New Heaven. On the outside, always a good time. Trying to rally late is Lily Swan Pond homeward bound. On the inside, a tenuous lead for New Heaven. On the outside is always a good time. Between horses, Lily Swan Pond. Tober late on the scene. Close to home. New Heaven. Flying home late. Tober bit compromised on the back stretch. Then always a good time. Farther back, Lily Swan Pond. Well, there it was, race number 10, and it goes to number 10. New Heaven getting the job done for the Burke Brigade. George Brett and Ron Burke right now are joined by a very special guest, Heather Vitale, joining us on the program. And uh, Heather, you're you're working hard as always. I try not to miss a big event. Well, you're all over the place. See, you never, I'll tell you what, you never see you in one place for so long. You were here in back of us, and then two seconds later, then you're over there in the winter. So you're just all over the place, Heather. But we all do it for the love of the game, don't we? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wish I could clone myself, uh, <laughs> but that's not going to happen anytime soon. But, yeah, I love this. I love the international trot because I love traveling. So it's kind of funny. You get that whole flair of getting world-class trotters in one place, but you get to stay in America. <laughs> You've done such a heck of a job promoting this event on social media. Like every hour, it seemed like there was something coming from your social media handle about one of the horses in this race. There's something going on. And, you know, you do that very often, not only for the big events, but you also have the post-time show that you do in Delaware and Maryland. And uh, I believe the Pennsylvania show's got one more run coming up here before the Breeders' Crown, right? It does. Yes, Yes, PA Harness Week. Yes, we're going to have a show air on Breeders' Crown Day at 1030 NBC sports philadelphia really excited about that uh because wow what a night that's going to be i mean those 12 gigantic races on one card um it's yeah it's going to be fantastic when i start talking about these races i get a little bit oh you know i don't want to say crazy but kind of 
crazy excited. Let's say that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I had a chance to see one of your favorite, if not your favorite horses, foiled again down at Shenandoah. And, uh, boy, he's meant so much to the business, hasn't he? Oh, my goodness. It's so wild how so many people have connected with that horse. I mean, the fact that he's just um, has that refuse to lose attitude. He's small with a huge heart. And he's been racing from the time he was two. Now he's 14. And people have just fallen in love with him. I, when I start to think about him retiring, uh, yeah, it's bittersweet. You know, wow, that's great. He's retiring. And it's like, what? Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, this is a horse, if it wasn't for the 14-year-old, he probably could race till he's 20, 25, or even beyond that. I mean, he is literally that, and he loves the race. He loves the race. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have to say I'm not obviously the trainer. I'm not the owner. I'm not the driver or the caretaker. I am just a mega fan. And I've been around the horse enough, and I know the routine. He loves having people around him at the barn and being on the track. So, yeah. He shows it. Tell us a little bit about what you thought of the international trot. It was certainly a wild one, but I'll tell you what, trainer Marcus Milander is really making waves in this business over the last couple of years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He is so on the map. I, yeah, he's been doing so great. Now, I have to admit, I was a little bit heartbroken when Ringo Treb went off stride. Uh, I'm a Italian, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was rooting for Twister B last year, and he won. Uh, Lionel raced so mm, huge, yes, that did. beautiful chestnut horse with yes. the belays down his face. Mm, oh, yes. my gosh. He raced super. Um, and uh, Ariana G, she was fourth, mm-hmm. right, representing the United had States. Had a tough trip, yeah. Yeah, she had a tough trip, but um, finishing third, I thought – that up and quick. Um, he raced really good. And, he got shuffled um, back, yeah. Didn't have room until very late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think this is his last year of racing. Uh-huh. And he has been and, – and he breeds horses. He breeds horses. He's a, he's a stallion. Right. He's been breeding for five years now. So he's been racing, and he's been a stallion. You know, that's exhausting. <laughs> and that's something you don't see here a lot in the States, but you do see that quite a bit overseas. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. You do a heck of a job promoting the industry. Tell us if there's – listen, there's probably not a Harness fan alive that doesn't follow your social media. But if there is out there and they're listening to our show, where's one of the many places they could follow you? Yeah, uh, I still think Facebook is king. I love Facebook. So uh, facebook.com forward slash Pace and Heather. And then uh, so or you can just, you know, search Heather Vitale. It's my fan page. But I'm also on Snapchat and Instagram and Twitter. So pretty much Heather B. Vitale, look it up and I'm there. (laughs) All right. Well, you do so much for this business and we are very appreciative. But thank you. Thank you, Mike. All right. That was Heather Vitale. And to make sure you check her out on social media because she's got a lot of good stuff, a lot of good harness racing content uh, pretty much daily as we are rejoined now by Jessica Ott. New Heaven getting the job done in that overnight event here at Yonkers going off at 5-1, to one, defeating Tober, and always a good time. We get two second-tier starters actually finishing first and third. You don't see that a whole lot, Jessica. You don't see that a whole lot often, especially on a half mile, especially in at a distance, and I was really, really, really shocked to see Don Dream jump it off up the backstretch and then jump it off again here, so I don't think something is uh, something must be uh, bothering him. Yeah, New Heaven getting the job done. Tober was the one that you may want to watch out for next time he was behind the breaker then he got behind a tired wild smile had to come about three or four wide around this turn here and was probably a good six or seven lengths back at the top of the stretch and closed to finish a good second and you have to think that if the stretch was just a little longer he probably would have won probably like you said you got to pay attention to how much they have left in the tank right before the wire at the wire and after the wire and he would be one i would watch for next week 
All right, race number 11 is coming up. It is going to be our swan song on this broadcast, $250,000 Dan Rooney Invitational Pace, a field of seven to do battle. Number six, Lazarus, is scratched. And we're going to talk about that race and much more coming up after this timeout on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Every dream has a start. And this one is ours. To trot and pace fast, faster than all the others and maybe faster than any horse ever has. With every stride, 1,200 pounds of pure equine determination. In every turn, there's a tale. Every bet is a hope. No five-year returns, no annuities, 401ks. Return on investment comes in seconds. Maybe they say that the odds are against you, but you know nothing great comes easy. Winners don't second guess. They sprint through openings and dig in deeper when the going's tough. No horse ever rides alone. The owners, the driver, the groom, and you. There are no sidelines here. The world is often full of many compromises, but not here. Not on this day. Not in this race. Not with this horse. Not in this sport. Once you feel it, it becomes you. Once you become it, your dream becomes ours. This is Harness Racing. We welcome you to the Harness Racing Fan Zone. See it all for yourself. Feel it in all the passion. Share that experience with others. And be a part of it all. The Harness Racing Fan Zone puts you in the driver's seat. Looking to bet on great racing from around the country and around the world? There's no better place than BetAmerica.com. But there's also no better time to join because right now we're offering a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Simply open a new account at BetAmerica, make your first deposit, and we'll add your bonus immediately. It's that easy. Sign up today at BetAmerica.com. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Are you a student looking to log volunteer hours or just someone interested in spending free time giving back in your local community? Pacing for the Cure could use your help. We need volunteers at local events to help with fundraising and to assist with the annual dinner party planning activities. Please email Janine at pacingforthecure.org for more information. Again, that's Janine at pacingforthecure.org. Mike? 
Pacing for the Cure annual sponsorship opportunities are available on the pacingforthecure.org website under the donor tab. Choose your sponsorship level or customize your own sponsorship package. This is a great time to reserve a table sponsorship at the annual Pacing for the Cure fundraising dinner party in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in November. As always, there will be great food, entertainment, and prizes at the annual event. Visit pacingforthecure.org. 12 championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast home champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018, coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there, foiled again, dead game, clear vision laid on the outside, Pet Rock on the inside, photo finish, foiled again at Pet Rock together, back. No humming with the bumper music there. You know what? As a matter of fact, listen, Jessica, you're part of the team now, so you're going to have to... We're about due for a new set of, of bumper music, so you're going to have to pick a couple of songs now. I have a few in, in mind. I'm not even going to lie, so I will... I'll get you the music. I always overrule <laughs> Carter's. Carter sends me the worst songs. Oh, no, I got put, some. Oh, they're I'm, and No offense, but I am the younger generation here. Well, you know what? It'll be gladly <laughs> thanks. I don't know what Carter listens to, but yeah, we'll... Uh, We'll definitely take you up on that. Okay. We're back at Yonkers Raceway. Mike Bozich along with Jess Scott, and we're just about six minutes away from race number 11. And let's go through this field. Jessica, you've got a good field of seven, $250,000 Dan Rooney Invitational Pace. Number six, Lazarus is scratched, and no surprise that McWicket is bet off the board. But let's start with number one, Nuclear Dragon. Um, I'm actually really excited to like dissect this race because every single one of these horses has something like special about them, but we can start with the one Nuclear Dragon. Scott Domenico gets the call here out in um, New York. Tim Tietrich gets the lines. He um, finishes... Or, okay, back up the bus. He comes from running aces from a trainer and goes to Dan Noble. I've watched this horse at uh, Greenville. Yes, Greenville, where he was parked the entire mile, clear to the front, and beat Danson Yankee. He was absolutely phenomenal that day on a fair racetrack. And then he goes and faces um, first time at the Ewart Memorial at Scioto Downs. I was there as well. I mean, it's not like he raced bad. He was just out sprinted by us, but the house who came off the rail on a very sloppy track. He has definitely proved his way, and I really don't think you can count him out. I know McWicket is very sharp, but he has the rail, and he's a very versatile horse, I believe. He's got speed from the inside, and he's got that pylon spot. 22 wins, start number 98 for the six-year-old. Number two is McWicked, and yes. once again, the resume on him. If we were to talk about all he's accomplished throughout his career, we'll probably be here for the next hour. Yeah, I agree. And like he takes a new lifetime mark at the age of seven and 146 and two, 26 and four at the end of it with a hard charging Lazarus. I know Lazarus is scratched, but if Lazarus gets a better trip and not out the entire mile at Lexington, I believe that he may have gotten closer to Mick Wicked, if not beat him. And I'm they were breaking a lot of world records in Lexington, and I believe that if Lazarus is closer and not parked the whole mile, they may have beaten the 146 mile. All right, McQuicken starts from post two. He's looking for his 31st career win. Of course, that uh, that monstrous bankroll of over $3.3 million. Three, 
endeavors owned by Tom Pollock and Jeff Collar for Trace Teacher Grimes for Trainer Ed Hart. This is a chance. This is a horse that you've had a chance to see quite a bit. Yeah, he's uh, raced all summer long at Hoosier Park, and he's hit the winner circle 11 of 28 times. It's uh, two seconds and three thirds, um, rolling in just over 120 thousand dollars this year with a mark of 148 and three this year at Hoosier Park he is a very good looking horse he's very strong very versatile always has some in the gas tank left over I mean never always 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 faces through the wire we talk about the king of half mile racing here he is for a bit of a legend is uh, quickly closing in on his 50th career when he's got 46 right now over 2.3 million dollars in the bank owned by Vino Blanc Stables trained by Pete Tritt and Jordan Stratton in the bank we talked to Jordan here a little bit earlier and he is confident of his chances yes he is and you know like you said he's the king of half mile race tracks and he always goes with I mean he can go with the best of and and uh he loves Yonkers and so does Jordan and like Jordan said they get to know each other now the horse in in Jordan and they they get along very well number five evening of pleasure on by uh Gestron Blah Yes, John Blass. My uh, well. part of my program was uh, X'd out for some reason there. Jen Bongiorno trains. Joe Bongiorno drives. This is a horse that cannot be overlooked. On his best day, he can go with these. I, I agree. We saw him up at the uh, Camla Classic, and I think he finished third, maybe. Um, braced very well, and he is um, home of Yonkers, I believe. Yeah, can get around this track very well. Jen and Joe have had very good luck with him does draw post five, but you know, if the trip works out for him, he will be there. Six has been scratched. Number seven is Mark Goodsell. Bayman Racing owns Jeffrey Bayman Jr. Trains Jason Bartlett's in the bike. And, uh, you know, this is no slouch either. 40 to one shot, but he's made over $2.6 million. And he's got 47 career wins in the bank, including a lot of high profile wins. Yes. And he's kind of fallen off the map just a little bit here as of late. Like he does compete with the higher up horses, but I think being back at Yonkers, and back in against not softer company, I wouldn't say, but not as tough as company. Post seven will hurt him, and he is thirty-seven to one. But like you said, you don't know how the, the race is going to pan out. And number eight is always at my place, part of the Burke Brigade. Burke Racing, Weaver for seven, uh, Weaver for semi, Larry Carr, and Phil Kalora, George Brennan driving, and uh, once again another horse here, forty-four wins. Just recently went over the one million dollar mark in career earnings. Yeah, he's. Uh, I'm pretty positive I've taken care of this horse before. That's a fun fact, but yeah, he's very good. He's a very, very strong pacer. Post eight again does kind of stink when you're in these kind of races, just because as we witnessed before, usually post eight does back off to the end, and you've got a far way to come in. Um, but uh, George Brennan and Ron Burke seem to get along well with this horse. Yeah, and I mean they're just going so fast nowadays. You're right. You get the outside post and stuff. There is number three, Endeavor on the racetrack now. One Nuclear Dragon just passed us by. Anything you could tell us about the, how the horses look on the track? We just saw Nuclear Dragon. Nuclear Dragon always has to me is always up on the bit. Always looks good. Always in it. You know, you try to keep him calm. It looks like Timmy has a good hold on him. He's post parading very well. He's not running away. He's he looks like he feels good today. Right, that was number one, Nuclear Dragon. I believe this is number five, even though Pleasure making his way yes. towards us. And uh, you're getting kind of a head-on view now because he's coming up the back stretch and uh, getting ready to uh, take the turn. Anything you could tell from that head-on view, so to speak, that you got there? Um, he looks he looks uh, very well as well. Um, he, the one thing that I do like when horse, when drivers do take them the right way of the racetrack is that they're um, getting – how do I want to word that? They're getting ready. Like he, he's going to take them and they're going to, when they're on a half mile, they leave at the start and um, in the front of the stretch, but he's probably just squaring them down very lightly just so that he is getting ready. 
Yeah, and he made the turn right in front of us. And, uh, you know, this is, listen, this is going to be a fast race. So you do want your horse to be on your toes here, right? Yes, correct. Okay, we just saw Endeavor. What do you think of him? Just went right past us. I don't know if you had a chance to see him. He he looks phenomenal. Like I said, I may be a little biased just from watching him all summer long, but he's a very good, big-looking pacer. He does come from a bigger track. I don't really know 100% how he will get over this half, but I don't think it will hurt him at all, honestly. All right. You know, we hear that and real quick before I let you go, Jessica, I, did, I just want to ask you one more question. I'll let you get out there. I know you got a picture or two to take, but I just want to ask you about horses adjusting to the half. And, you know, you hear that terminology a lot of times. A lot of times it just it sounds cliche. Like, oh, how's it going to handle the half? How's it going to handle the half? But how difficult is it for horses that haven't raced on a half mile to track to come and try to conquer the, the multiple turns? Honestly, it just kind of really depends on the horse. Like um, I, my dad and I race a very, very large pacer who gets over a half very well. If you have a horse that touches a knee or hits a knee or clobbers a knee you don't really want to race them on half it's just kind of how they get around the turns now if you if you go from a a northville half where it's flat to a north field half where it's bank i have a horse i have a horse that cannot get over north field but can get over north field Mm -hmm. just because of how the turns are have a horse that can get over north field not northville and then can get over london which is another nice half mile track so this is a very nice half mile track i don't think it plays into much honestly it just the way they race and how the drivers drive their horses it does take effect into how you've got to be more aggressive on a half mile, in my opinion. You've got to move faster. All right. Well, you're heading trackside. You want to get a little closer view of this race, so we're going to let you get over there. What are we, about two minutes away from a start here? Right now, the odds board is uh, certainly tilting towards McWicked. That is no surprise. They're three to five on the board, coming off that big 146 and two mile last time at the Red Mile. Five to two on number one, Nuclear Dragon. Seven to two on four, Bitable Legend. He's looking for his second straight. He's looking for his 47th career win. But what a field of seven here, even with the scratch of Lazarus. I mean, you've uh, six horses in here that have made over a million dollars. You have got three horses in here that have made over two million. And of course, Mick Wicked, the leading money earner of the group at three million dollars. We're going to pause here for station identification. When we come back, it is the $250,000 Dan Rooney Invitational Pace from Yonkers on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the Barn. Down, down clock under 30 seconds now as the starting gate continues to progress towards the pickup point. More money being laid on McWicked. He was four to five just a moment ago. Now he is down to one to two for Brian Sears. Of course, if you missed it, Brian Sears connected in the $1 million Yonkers International trot with Crosado Della Noche. And he's looking for his second stakes win of the afternoon. Three to one on the speedy one nuclear dragon, making his debut for trainer Scott Domenico. Lots of speed from the inside. Driver Tim Teacher will certainly put that to use from that pylon spot. Four to one on number four. Bit of a legend, Jordan Stratton driving for trainer Pete Tritton. They're going a straight mile. Let's send it upstairs to the voice of Yonkers Raceway. John Hernan, it is the $250,000 Dan Rooney Invitational Pay Start of the late double on what turned out to be a cold but good Saturday at Yonkers.
Field is on gate. They're off for the Dan Rooney Invitational, and Mocket So gets the jump on them from the outside. On the inside, McWicket and Nuclear Dragon moves up from his inside spot around the turn. Then comes Endeavor. Around the turn, heading to the back stretch. Bartlett taking a aggressive roll here with Mocket So. Mocket So tackled on the outside by Nuclear Dragon. And Tim Tietrich up to take the lead. It's a gap of two to McWicket third. Endeavor and Trace Tietrich back there at fourth. Six off the lead, two clear. A bit of a legend. And then comes Eden of Pleasure and Slowest the Commence here was long shot, always at my place. Opening quarter was 27 seconds flat. So Nuclear Dragon out on top. Leads it here by a length and a half over Mocket So has been relegated to the pocket. It's two and a half back to McWicket in third. Down from the inside is Endeavor fourth as the field proceeds to the half mile here. The Dan Rudy Invitational trying to flush out cover. Bit of a legend and he's got it now as McWicket comes first up. Farther back is Eden of Pleasure. And always at my place, trails seven lengths from the lead. Nuclear Dragon gets a half mile at 55 and 3. 20 to 3, second quarter with one lap to go. Sitting the pocket is Mockitso. And Sears on the outside trying to rally this favorite, McWicked. And here comes McWicked. Now to tackle Nuclear Dragon up the backstretch. Bit of a legend getting closer to this. Dueling leaders as they move up the backstretch. Then comes Eden of Pleasure. Shuffle back next to last endeavor. And always at my place, and McWicked took over in one twenty-two and four. McWicked takes the lead and is opened up by five. Bit of a legend second, dropping back third was Nuclear Dragon, and then comes Eden of Pleasure between horses Mock and So. Far outside, always at my place, but it's all McWicked. And Sears having a big afternoon, and McWicked is tons the best, and they won't get close. McWicked takes the Dan Rooney Invitational. Final time was 1.50 and 4, and that was just a complete KO as they were nearing three quarters. Congratulations to the connections of Mick Wicked and uh, Jessica had to run trackside to get a view of that, which trackside's only a couple of steps out the door. (laughs) But nonetheless, boy, that was... uh, I'll tell you what, if you watch UFC or if you watch boxing, that was just a straight knockout punch right there. No, it it really was. Um, And hats off the bit of a legend. I mean, he did get beat four or five, but he's still pacing coming around this last turn, and I thought he raced extremely well, finishing second to McWicked. Final uh, fractions, 27 seconds, 55 and three, 122 and four, and 150 and four, and Brian Sears didn't move a muscle. He was as still as a statue in the bike, and... uh, well, the Bonjournos are happy. Yeah. Even the pleasure. I thought race pretty darn good. I thought so as well. Yeah. You know, the way the race panned out, I, I think you raced well. Yes. Yeah, finishing a good third there. McWicket's just hit another world right exactly. now. Exactly. He's in, in a, so sharp. So, so, so sharp. Yeah, $67,000, the total pull on that race. Uh, congratulations once again to the connections of McWicket. 31st career win, ninth win of 16 starts. Trainer Casey Coleman. You know, like I say, this horse kind of disappeared for a couple of years. Casey Coleman got this horse back. And, you know, we thought we've seen the last of McWicket. Remember, he was a little brown jug contender yes. back as a three-year-old. Yes. Uh, I believe he finished fourth or fifth in the little brown jug, if my memory serves me correctly. And then just kind of disappeared off that. Then all of a sudden, boom, here he is again, just better than ever. Oh, yeah. And like Casey says, uh, it's given her definitely a ride. Um, this horse has been just phenomenal. Like he, he took a he took a mark last week. Or, yeah, last week of uh, 46 and two for her at Lexington. And just I mean, he's a good, big, strong, good looking horse and definitely a fan favorite. 
Take nothing away from a bit of a legend or no. nothing away from even a pleasure. Anybody else who's in this race, Market So showed yeah. a lot of good early speed. But a nuclear dragon actually retook the lead from Market So. But, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, Mick Wicked's just a freak right now, and that's just that's all there is to it. He wins yeah. the $250,000 Dan Rooney. I'll tell you what, we're going to take one final timeout, and Jessica and myself will be right back to wrap this broadcast up. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Looking to bet on great racing from around the country and around the world? There's no better place than BetAmerica.com. But there's also no better time to join because right now we're offering a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Simply open a new account at BetAmerica, make your first deposit, and we'll add your bonus immediately. It's It's that easy. easy. Sign up today at BetAmerica.com. We're back on post time with Mike and Mike, broadcasting live from Yonkers 290, the winning mutual for McWicket, exactly $6.90. And, uh, you know, that's really not a bad exact for McWicket, a bit of a legend in the trifecta 2980. Not too bad for that trifecta either. I mean, considering that, you know, I mean, you knew it was McWicket or a bit of a legend. Oh, for sure. Like, the, they were the top two in the race. And McWicket being the sharpest and a uh, bit of a legend being the half mile king. Yeah, no question about it. So, we had a blast here today at Yonkers. Yeah. Uh, we certainly appreciate everybody just taking care of us. The staff here at Yonkers, Alex Dedoyan, uh, Joe Feraldo, Cami Houghton, John Brennan, all the uh, guys and gals just made us feel uh, so welcome, as they yes. always do. Yes, and this is my first time being at Yonkers, being at the International Trot. They've been very good to me, and I'm happy you asked me to come co-host with you. All right. Well, that was, uh, you know, listen, you're doing a heck of a job. Thank you. Congratulations to you, and, of course, we'll be hearing more from you as we go forward. And, listen, I'm going to hold you to that. You're going to have to get me some new bumper music. I you know, will because, have it for you before Breeders' you know, Crown. I mean, I mean, listen, Carter's old, and I'm even older. I'm ancient, so yeah. I'm playing songs <laughs> from, like, the 60s and the 70s. Right, so you gotta, right. you got to bring us some of the new I'll bring, I'll bring you to the hip and new. Beautiful. We appreciate <laughs> that. But anyway, we appreciate uh, all of our listeners, of course, all of our guests that took time to participate with us. And, of course, all the people here at Yonkers, they've just done an outstanding job putting together a great yes. product today. In case you missed it, once again, congratulations to Marcus Milander, Crisado Delanolci taking the Yonkers International Trot. And on behalf of the team, here at Post Time with Mike and Mike, we'll see you once again Thursday, our first post on our Thursday shows. Our 10:30. Good night, everybody. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time. One last call for alcohol to finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time You don't have to go home
No! 